0: Mark the end of one era, and mark the
1: beginning of another, T-E-T-C. The End Times Continue.
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to The End Times Continue, recording on this, the 11th of December. Jesus, time is moving far too fast
1: i feel like we say that every single week but it's it's true like it's like oh where'd the week go it really is uh, um i am dino uh, and ace. you are and i am ace uh but um we have a very special guest uh this week car welcome to the show thanks for having me on guys i'm excited to be here oh we're very excited to have you uh so <laughs> car you actually you uh dm'd me a, a couple weeks ago i feel um, and you asked me if I had heard this podcast that you had actually turned me on to like last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had something, you had this kind of like, uh, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but kind of like this eureka moment, um, uh, listening, uh, or just something that piqued your interest. And you wondered if I had the same reaction and we were going to talk about this privately, but then I thought, well, you know, this might actually be a really good podcast episode. Um, so, um, the, the, um, The show is, um, if, if anyone has never heard of it, It Could Happen Here um do you kind of want to like give a little description of like kind of what the show is about in general like the the overall podcast a little bit yeah
2: yeah yeah I'll give you some background so I think I dm'd you about this probably yeah it might have been probably a year ago it's actually (laughs) um the the podcast starts out um uh so as the name indicates it could happen here it's kind of like what they describe as the crumbles like the the Mm -hmm. um the the crumbling of a certain order of things Um, and going into another order of things and, and kind of saying, you know, uh, you know, this happened, this is happens all around the world all the time, but, you know, just understand, guys. It could happen here, and I, I d- despite the the fact that I probably have my disagreements, or I definitely have my disagreements with the host, it's a it's a pretty well done show. Um, and particularly the first season. The first season is starkly different from um, what the show has turned into. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first season is kind of like a description of the crumbling of society and like what life looks like in that. And the host, I think, has has the. I, I'm not exactly sure what his background is but it sounds like he probably has the credentials to at least give an estimation of this um and anyway it's the the show then has kind of turned into honestly it's it's almost like a tle but from a bottom left perspective like it's very much Yeah. yeah yeah like and so it's super interesting i find it really interesting um i you know i i wouldn't necessarily go out there and claim to be you know bottom right but i think that's where i kind of mm-hmm. default slot into um sure uh but emphasis on the bottom
3: right um, <laughs> yes you know? we're all bottoms
2: here <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all power bottoms here <laughs> so so but that's but that's but that's what makes this so interesting and what makes yeah. it so interesting to listen to bottom left is like i'm i'm constantly trying to figure out i, I think Like and part of it is engineer brain where I'm like I I'm just trying to figure out like why they see it this way or Mm -hmm. why they see it Mm -hmm. that way Mm -hmm. right and I'm like and I and I just I don't know that I I think I guess what I'm getting at is I think this episode and why I DM'd you Ace is that this episode was a eureka moment for me. Um, and the episode is a covering of effective altruism. Um, and we right. can refer to that as effective altruism or EA as a lot of yeah. people call it. Um, and this is in the aftermath of the blowup of the FTX cryptocurrency exchange. Yes. Um, and when it was found out that the CEO or that the, the the founder of it, Sam Bankman Freed, was a subscriber to this philosophy, which I guess is very popular in the tech bro crowd mm-hmm. yes, yes. Um, and, and broader reaches of American society, the TED Talk, you know, uh, uh, milieu. Um, so I was listening to this episode and I was working and I just had my headphones on. And I, I, I listened to the, to the podcast pretty regularly, um, despite mm-hmm. the fact that it kind of has that – a little bit of snarky overtone that you get with a lot of bottom oh, left for it's, sure. I, i'm yeah, not yeah. saying it yeah i'm not saying that's absent on bottom right for sure but like i it, there's a certain amount of it that like you anyone on the bottom left, i i have not heard anybody bottom left it's constant imbued this yeah. you know <laughs>
0: yeah it's no. just
1: very much like this is all just common sense and can yeah, right, anyone disagree right right, exactly, exactly
0: yeah and self-serious um, very self-serious yeah, right, like right, that you yeah. get you, you get and i'm not saying that uh, just like you said bottom right can be very self-serious too but it's uh i i find funnier people <laughs> who take themselves less seriously on yeah, right. the bottom right than on the <laughs> bottom left um yeah, yeah that, i think that's a good way to put it but there's the. Uh, I wanted to say, I wanted to say before uh, before we get right into what, uh, what what you discovered in listening to this. I wanted to mention. Well, when we say bottom left, it's it's very much bottom left. Like these are very. There's a in this episode. The episode begins with a moment of gun autism that <laughs> I <laughs> identified with in a very real way. One of the co-hosts has a Mosin Nagant on him and they yeah. start talking, and you can hear him cycling the bolt throughout the entire yeah. episode.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is another thing too. remind me about that, because that's another thing I want to talk about uh, that that's symbolic of bottom left. And, and yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to get into it now because I want to do this first and, and knock this out. But that's another thing too, that I've noticed that I want to do. Uh, I do want to get into Do you have anything else? Dino? you know? No, 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 no That was just did. something
0: in particular that, that when we say bottom yeah. left, like this is real bottom left, like these are actual uh, anti-authoritarian leftists to some extent, at least they talk a lot about how they would like tax policy and shit to work. But if, if you're, if, if I'm sure, sh- it seems to me that that's a practical concern and not so much a uh, a a uh, like they think th- their 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 bottom left that's that's what it is it's conf- it's a confused ideology what, they don't y- like authority well, unless yeah, it's their authority
2: you're you're basically laying my argument down on the t- on the table oh, i sorry know? i'm sorry we'll <laughs> no 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 it's, 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 it's exactly it's exactly where i want to go with this because so so i guess uh, the first but i and and before we uh you know i i just we were just talking before recording and i just went back and listened to the first 10 minutes of this mm-hmm. episode which is the is where i kind of had my eureka moment and maybe it's not so much of a eureka moment maybe i should have realized this a long time ago but and anyway so they're they're going in they're describing ea and they're saying okay so it's this form it's this belief in um charitable giving and things like that that's popular with the billionaire set who want people to think that they're saving the world and they're, and to be seen as the, like they're looking ahead and protecting the world but not doing it through. And again, this comes in a snarky tone, but not doing it through, uh, through things like, I don't know, paying more taxes and supporting less money mm-hmm. in politics. And that's like almost a, a word for word line yes. in, in this thing. Yes. And, and it's just like, there's this like brain break, you know, like yeah. not, not doing it through things like, I don't know, paying more taxes and supporting less money being in politics. So like, what wait, Right. You, where do you think the taxes go it was <laughs> right
0: absolutely it was such a weird moment when they were talking about about those kinds of things and, and their critiques of their critiques of ea i largely agree with in you
2: know in a yeah. sense
0: but they yeah yeah but, but that's just, just exactly what you just said that that where it's this sort of confusion where it's just like wait a minute you guys i mean you guys are bottom left right supposedly anti-authoritarian to some extent but you're not concerned at all about the efficiency with which or the lack thereof with which government quote takes care of people like what 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 do you mean
2: why is this right. your argument or or just the, the the moral argument of paying more taxes like right I, right. I, right and then them going do you know where the the, the taxes go they go to the politicians so right saying, right snarkly oh, <laughs> I don't know, do, doing things like paying more taxes or supporting less money being in politics. Like those two things are contradictory.
1: Mm-hmm. These guys obviously aren't opposed to like uh, gun rights. So I won't criticize them. On, no, like, they're not. You know, yeah. not, you know uh, opposing gun rights, which is usually my biggest critique of the left generally is their yep. position on guns. But my, the, the next position they hold, uh, and they, these guys certainly hold it too, which it just boggles my mind is that they're opposed to corporations, and specifically they're opposed to monopolistic corporations. There is no more of a monopolistic corporation than a government <laughs> at all. It is a corporation that has achieved the ultimate monopoly status. It right, is- right. Yeah. And,
2: and before we go too far down, down the path, I would like to at least mention that I understand the concept of like, like corporations m- most corporations have ill-gotten gains i get that yes. like, you know, Oh, they, yes. they have they they receive yes. essentially subsidy th- by hook or by crook from the government and so mm-hmm. yes like 100%. those those are those are Ill, you know a lot of those gains are ill-gotten um but Elon Musk you know, i mean this
0: is the thing elon, elon musk is a rich guy because of government subsidies it's yes, it, 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 without government sure. subsidy he he would not be where he is today
2: correct yep absolutely no without question yeah. um there, but you will you will have to forgive me for being a little bit dubious um that they wouldn't have <laughs> the same reaction to just someone who honestly made a lot of money. You yeah, no, I mean, no, no, one hundred percent they would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
3: know, like and yeah. so,
2: so. I would I, you know, I understand where they might say they're coming from. But I also think that they would probably believe this if it was just some dude who is peacefully bringing a lot of value to the world. Yeah. And happened to be doing well because of it. Agreed. Um, and, you know, if that's not their position, then, you know, I'll eat, I'll eat crow. But um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so they get into it. They start saying they're, they start describing where effective altruism comes from. So they say where it comes from, it comes from this um, Australian philosopher who wrote a book in, in, I think 1971 and I'm going according to them. So if they got it wrong, then I'm going to get it wrong. But sure. I guess his name, his name was Peter Singer. um, And I cannot remember the name of the book or article. It was like, it was like uh, morality, wealth and something or something like that. Um, but it, it, they they go on to describe that he is writing that that there is that and again it comes in the snarky tone of there's no difference morally in your obligation to help a guy who got hit by a car in front of your house and someone mm-hmm. who is dying in Syria. Um, I I know that this is definitely super super nerdy libertarian theory and I know that mm-hmm. they don't agree with it, but like I I do believe that it is important to to support the or to build the foundation of at least libertarian theory of saying, you know, technically speaking from a moral, from a very, very foundational view, you are not morally obligated to help the guy in front of you. right. Your um, and I, th- it I might do be morally think,
1: virtuous of you to do it, but you're yes, not morally obligated. I think
2: everybody on the show would go do it. Yes, but yes. when you when you say when you say that you are morally obligated, it it would mean that there is there could be some criminal charge against you, yes. or you could you know if you do not, and there could be any number of reasons that you do not want to go help or, or cannot go help. Right. Um, the and, incentive is or, also
0: perverse in the other direction because there is uh, such a thing as liability that comes from a failed or or botched rescue yes. attempt right, right so right, like right. if you go try to help someone and you fuck it up royally and they end up more hurt you're liable yeah. for that so if and you don't know what you're show, doing like, you try
1: to go if you try to go help someone drowning there's a good chance you could actually uh, cause that person to drown it's yes you will do you will do worse
0: if you try yeah. to reach too far outside your skill set in trying to help someone you can do yeah. worse
2: but, but even that is, is, is kind of a pragmatic stance. And yes. I think that what I'm driving at is that there is a moral stance here. That, yes. Yeah, yes. You, you are not morally obligated um, to, to render aid. You should, I think, yes. in my opinion, if you can, and, and if, and if you feel competent in doing so, um, but in, but it, this has less to do with um, the person who is hurt and more to do with the, 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 potential criminal charges from negligence or something like that. Right, right, right. It doesn't, which sounds shitty in this scenario. But if, if you're building up a a framework, like if you, if you make that decision here, then there are some really shitty things that happen up top, you know?
1: Exactly. and also, you know, I, I think it's important to distinguish because a lot of people will hear that, right? A lot, a lot of like normies, let's say, might hear that and they'll think that's very callous, right? It's yes, like, Oh, right. you don't think there's any moral obligation. But just, when, when we're talking about moral obligation, we, we mean something that if you fail that obligation, then someone has a right to force you to fulfill that obligation.
3: Yeah,
2: right.
1: Yes. Where it's not necessarily saying that it's uh, you. It's not good to help that person. It no. would be morally – we can both say it's morally good to help that person and it's – you, there's no moral obligation to actually do so. It's right. not a.
0: It's not a moral duty. It's it's, it's more right. of a moral yeah. right, and, and, a, and a right that you should uh, that you should exercise the right to help people. Like that's that's right. that's more and of the side that it lands on.
2: And if you were. F- forced to go help that person then it wouldn't then be good it would just be an obligation and i think right that's- exactly it wouldn't be yes. virtuous it would rob right, the right. virtue out of the act yeah
0: um i did i did uh, pull up the name it's famine aff famine affluence and morality 1972 according to wikipedia okay. i think they said one but it doesn't really he might probably wrote it in one i don't also, know
1: do we want to give a short description of what effective altruism is uh for people who might never have heard of it before uh
2: yeah, yeah we probably should i mean do you want to do that i don't yeah i'm
1: not, sure. not going to go too far deep into it but basically it's essentially just the idea of that um it's kind of, it's very much utilitarianism and they point that out on the show and i think it's a it's a good um link, what a great critique that, that
0: was to When when the it dude was, it was, it was the co-host was with i think it was the co-host with the Mosin who said uh <laughs> who was like every evil in the history of mankind comes down to utilitarianism
1: <laughs> and he was kind of right i agree i really agreed with that yeah, yes but, absolutely uh, but basically effective altruism is the idea that um, um, you should essentially uh, – um, now it, different theorists will – different effective altruists will tell you different things about what you should be obligated to do. But all, all, it's basically the idea that whenever you're donating to a charity, instead of helping the guy who's like starving outside of your house – you should and then instead use your money to invest it or give to charities that will produce long-term results as opposed to immediate gains which there's a certain amount of okay that's fair but then there's also a certain amount of okay if you're just ignoring all the short-term problems then you're going to like really like kick yourself in the, uh in a, <laughs> just kick yourself in the balls uh, like, yeah. yes um yeah it's i'm actually going to circle back to that in a little bit it's people okay, yeah.
0: it, it seems and especially in the way the show described it but i, I agree with their critique of this it's 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 stepping on your own dick, trying to count the good you're doing over time. It's like, it's, it's which, which, I mean, that should be a consideration to some extent. Like you said, I agree.
1: Yeah. But, but, but not to to the point
0: that you're stepping on your own
1: dick, worried about it. Right. (laughs) And to be (laughs) fair, like there is a very much uh, a critique against the left here, where the left does seem to be very much just short term. um, Yes. Right. And yeah, Yeah. there's no, no observation of long-term consequences. And that's very bad, but I do think they have a, uh, they were correct in their critique that people who only focus on long term consequences at the expense of all short term consequences are also um
2: just but wrong and 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 there's also another element to this there's there's mm-hmm. the short and long and then there's the spatial there's the the community right. and and the and the the long distance and I think yes. that is going to come into play here as well and i'll get to that so so then so they they go on to say, say that. Then the next thing they say is, well, of course, we're all responsible for each other. And internationalism is our only path out of.
0: this." <laughs> yes. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> we're all and, in this together. <laughs> and,
2: and and I mean, I'm just like listening to this and I'm like, oh, my God. Like yeah. it, it's it, it, this is the global this is uh, this is why they are so silent or so um, reactionary about the right's reactionaryism about globalism. Yes, um, and 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 that's so. That was kind of an interesting um,
0: that moment interesting. where he says internationalism is the only way out of this hell. I'm out like, yeah. whoa, yeah. hold on.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it, yeah, it's it's super revealing. Um, yeah. And because and then he goes on to say because when we ignore authoritarians abroad, it comes back to haunt us as authoritarianism at home. <laughs> When I, when I would say it, it's almost quite the opposite. Yes. Yes. Opposite. yes. yes. <laughs> we, because we're empowering people at home, authoritarians, <laughs> to right. quote-unquote take
1: care of authoritarians I mean, like, abroad. How which many authoritarians... How many authoritarians in those countries were propped up by uh, exactly. our CIA, right? Right, so right. Like, if the right. if the path of the, if the
0: latter twentieth and twenty first and into the twenty first century uh, uh, illustrates anything, it is the reverse. That that when you get so involved in authoritarianism abroad. It does come. It That's when it comes home is when you give too much of a shit about authoritarianism abroad, because without that you don't have nine 11, you don't have the Patriot Act. You don't have all these things. The path of authoritarianism in the United States comes from giving too much of a shit about authoritarianism abroad.
2: Right. Right. So then they, they go into this and they have this one sentence and I am going to bounce this off you guys for discussion. Oh shit. My computer just fell asleep. Okay. So they say, one reason. So they're now they're, they're, they're going back to describing the difference between helping um, the guy who got hit by a car in front of your house and the 2000 Syrians getting shot by their government. And they say, one reason there is a moral difference is that you can immediately help the person in front of your house. And I think that there's a lot of truth in that. Mm -hmm. Uh But, but my question is, isn't this essentially just effective altruism? You're, you're, you're deciding where to be more altruistic there's no rights involved this mm-hmm. is just how you're adju- how you're adjudicating right. resources
0: if the um, argument is that your morality extends uh your your moral obligations extend only so far as your actual practical ability which i think there's something to that idea
3: yeah that yeah, that, yeah. that
0: you can't you cannot meet a moral obligation that is outside of your ability to meet it's just not possible yeah. um yeah that that is that is the same sort of logic you're going to, to
2: be, yeah. You're going to be more effective in uh, distributing your altruism in front of your door than you are in Syria.
1: Yes, right? and if they <laughs> right, and if they believe that well, we're all in this together, and there is yeah. no difference whatsoever, then that seems uh, you know contradictory with what they just said is um, as you quoted right. So it's, it very much does seem like yeah, you cannot have it both ways really if you want to make that claim and be against effective altruism right. uh, altogether as a concept.
2: So anyway, yeah. So I thought that was super interesting. The last point I want to I want to just to bring up is, uh, at least with regards to this, is so they say Singer ends up doing a TED talk, which is adopted by the, a lot of the tech guys which yeah i mean obviously <laughs> um and then they he goes on to in asking in the te- in the ted talk which is better to give a guide dog to one blind person or to cure blindness in 2000 people and then they they go on again snarkily i don't know both we have the resources to do both tax the billionaire class and corporations a lot more you could provide the blind person with free health care and expand charitable giving it's a false choice <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I mean, I guess, but I mean, aren't, aren't we back to just, this is just uh effective altruism where, where, where you feel resources are, uh, are best, uh, are best spent. I mean, that's I a, know. that
0: is a great observation. If, if effective altruism purports to be anything, it is the observation of where resources can be best spent to do quote the most good. If you can right. quantify that, which you can't, which is why, utilitarianism fails anyway the 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 idea being that um you you do the math on how much good you can do and you put your money there they're making the exact same argument the only difference is that they want the government to take the money and put it where they want it to go
2: right exactly that's a, a yeah. exactly so i it, it was it, so it's this bizarre 10 minutes or eight minutes where they are uh, purportedly shitting on effective altruism but just describing their own version of effective altruism right. which is where resources should be spent <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know i i don't know it was just it was it was very enlightening that in that in combination with like the international aspect and um it was just like oh okay i think i i get it now and maybe i'm just slow maybe i should have gotten this a long time ago but uh yeah it, it's i it it was for me, a light bulb moment. Anyway, it, it
0: is. No, you're you're absolutely yeah. right, because it's one of those things that I and, and I had a similar thought. And that's why that's why I thought the beginning of the show stuck out. And that's why I, I, I thought you might be talking because we didn't we didn't talk about this beforehand. We didn't talk about what had stuck out that made this conversation happen it was more so i was listening to the show thinking what what would stick out to car what would stick and and it was that chunk of the show that hit the most that was like this is an ideological inconsistency that seems to be just totally glossed over as if it's as if it makes perfect sense but it really really doesn't and um it's actually that chunk of the show Where earlier, when I said this is a confused ideology, that's exactly what I was referring to. Right, and And it brings it into stark contrast. No, absolutely, (laughs) (laughs) but it brings it into stark contrast in a way that I I didn't really realize how confused it was ideologically until hearing that first ten minutes of the show.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it 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 clarifies a lot of things for me um, because. It, it, it and I'm looking back, particularly in the last two three years, at at a lot of the stuff that I see from bottom left, I, either through C4SS or for through people that um you know mutuals on my timeline that I like, um but uh it it's like the uh intense intense hatred of the idea of secession. Um, oh yeah, and, you know and and I never really understood that. It's like if you can get away from the federal government, like yeah, like you probably should. Um, that's not to say that you're mm-hmm. guaranteed, um, anything, you know, you're, you, if, if, if you grant that, yes, it would be a clean break and you don't have to deal with any, any cleanup afterwards, like you are going to what well, you're at least not sending taxes to the IRS. Like, I mean, right. there, there is, there is a measurable amount of freedom that you're going to increase immediately. Um, what your government, your state government or local government does after that is, you know, it's, it's never a guarantee. It's never yeah. It's it's not going to be guaranteed the other way either. You know, if you if you right. say well things would be better if the United States was absorbed into the EU, well you can't guarantee anything that way, you right? To, like, like it's all a dice roll.
1: Ice, we're yeah, yeah
2: we're at loggerheads there, but like at least you're 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 pushing power down closer uh, to right. you where you can theoretically affect it more at least mathematically, right?
1: Um, yeah, and so, I mean uh, to, to steel steelman their argument, right? They would probably say that well. Uh, you know, when you break up, you're going to have more ideological centers um, all around, like all these like different right. cultural centers are going to like uh, homogenize into their own like uh, city state type things. And then uh, some of the people in there who are outliers in that society are going to suffer more. Sure. OK, I, I I agree with that. I agree that very much could happen. Um, I, I think it's still better because those people would be easier to leave that state yes. uh, than it is to leave the United States uh, of America. Right, um, right. 100%. It is easier to hop over to another city, state type, uh, type uh, sure. situation where that isn't a problem. To clarify, uh, though, this is also to you're, see- um, yeah, in, in a it. local area. It's your your politicians and the people who rule over you are in closer proximity, and you're I'm just gonna, gonna you're going to see him in the grocery
2: store and at the bar. And <laughs> they're going yeah. to show. Alley. their to show face at some point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the well, I mean, it's just like with Ted Cruz coming to coming to that parade in Houston. Immediately, someone hucks a fucking white claw at his head. <laughs> Um, but there was, the, uh, I, I do want to clarify one thing, Ace. The The argument you're making yeah. is not the go to Somalia argument. The argument that you're making is that while it may not be good if a yes. city state forms and oppresses people,
1: it is easier to escape functionally. That's right. I'm not saying it's justified. I'm not saying like the of right. secession, I'm not saying that that, secede- that new state that seceded is therefore justified or anything. Right. You, right. Know, you okay. very much okay. have the right to, you know. It, if someone wanted to, they could overthrow it and make you in a smaller state and keep dividing over and over again forever.
0: Well, secession um, down to the individual is kind of the right. the the, the yeah. ethos. But the, uh, the, I, I did want to say too. I, I'm wondering if, and Car, I, I'm I'm curious what you think about this because I just had a thought, and it, and it could be totally stupid, but I'm wondering if what we're observing here is the point along the 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 bottom left and right axis, kind of that. At which individualism breaks down and stops being, um, a concern. Like, like there's, there's a certain point past the middle where individualism leaves and you, and you end up with sort of the, the, the very communitarian ideologies, uh, uh that the report yeah, to be both the left and right. <laughs> right, right, right. But I, I mean, I mean, as we're, as we're moving along the bottom left, as we move from right to left, individualism starts to leave. Yeah, and yes. and you and you get you hit a certain point where it's all it's communitarian ideology. Is that what we're observing? Is that what we're seeing? Like, is that the root of it? Or
2: I think so. But but here's the interesting thing. I'm not sure if I have a coherent thought here, but I'll throw some things out there. <clears throat> what what there are two. There There is one communitarian thought that I find on the bottom right. And that's more or less like is like um right. you know HOA type stuff. Sure. Um which would be founded in property rights. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. and, um and then but then there's two distinct uh communitarian ideas that I find cropping up on the left. One of which one I find far more appealing one is the you know hippie commune type stuff. Yeah. Um and then the other is this which is like internationalism. Yeah, yeah, I think you know, right. You know, like I, it, you know, it's it's very yeah. strange. You know, and again, it's like it's the the what you guys were talking about long, long like the, uh, along the timeline, like short and long time preference. But then there's the spatial thing, like where right. it's like close groups versus also everybody. You know, and that so those two things are are at play as well. And I don't really see the spatial thing at play. On the right these days, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could say, insofar as as like I don't know, like Nazi Germany was right um, that you know that they did go and try and conquer everyone around them, but I, I mean, I think that was always a resource grab. I don't think that was mm-hmm. for any real.
3: Yeah, in, imperial
0: I mean, expansion as a concept isn't tied necessarily to right wing ideology. It's a, it's a, it's a, like you said, it's a resource thing. It's a, it's, yeah. it's a border control thing. It's, it's based on these other practical concerns. Because uh, you see, yeah, because the I, left does it too. I mean, the, there's yeah empires that are that are ruled in a quote unquote leftist way also expand. I mean, it's 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 practical concern and, of empire
2: and 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 the and the left traditionally has tighter borders, in, in, at least in, <laughs> unless I'm missing something i mean when when the left goes authoritarian it's, it's usually very tight board
1: yes yeah very sure to control. the point where they are keeping people in <laughs> yeah, yeah because right, like right. in
2: the in in the, the the fascist uh you know the the insofar as fascism is a expression of right-wing authoritarianism usually i mean not everyone but usually like you're more or less free to go
1: yeah um Damn car defending fascism on the <laughs> <right> now, anyway.
2: <laughs> once again. I do it on yeah. my podcast, then I come over yeah. here and do it on yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> the
2: fascist
1: expansions in real time.
2: But, but there is something to that, like where, and I'm not like Mr. Expert on, on, um, you know, fascist uh expressions, uh, you know, in say the 30 20s, 30s, 40s in in Europe, but I mean, I do you recall that it was kind of like a, okay, if you don't like this, get the hell out uh, period of time. Before things really got ugly, right? Um, and it's like we want to find our people and amass this around our people, and there's a rejection of a lot of people. Whereas, like, right, the, on the left wing is like, no, 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 you're in, here, you're trapped in here with me, and we're yeah. all gonna, and
1: we're all doing, <laughs> we're this. all gonna equally suffer together. Yeah, yeah <laughs> at
0: yeah, least yeah. to some extent. Yeah, I mean, there, 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 there does become a point in, I think, authoritarianism conceptually where you have to eventually lock someone inside. Like, but, yeah. but, I think that's a it's a it's a temporal issue where uh you know as far as like at, I mean, like, you also, at a certain point it, it has to be done right,
1: yeah right i do think you see that on the right i think north korea would be an example of a right wing like okay. dictatorship fascist uh, area that does keep people in probably. well we're also running but into it, horseshoe it, problems just, too trying mean, to yeah, describe I was, gonna <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, exactly what I was gonna say it's the horseshoe problem yeah uh, <laughs> Um, I think actually, Carl, what you brought up, though, is I I think like it's I don't know if I would call it communitarian because as you said, it's kind of like an internationalism. I actually feel like it's more of pulling from like a classic liberal area. um, Okay, because I I think from from what I've seen personally, because I've seen the same thing you have or I I think a lot of the same thing you have where um, some of the people against secession are doing it because as i said before they think that well if we secede it's going to lead to more people's rights being violated in the long run uh because what's uh-huh. going to happen is you're gonna have all these little little tiny states being um um uh, coming up and they're going to be more tyrannical in smaller geographies uh, geographies right uh, yeah geographies jesus christ i can't <laughs> Um, But all these little uh, sectors, they're going to be more tyrannical. And I think the classic liberal kind of ethos is kind of this idea that, no, we need a a small government, but we need a big government to cover everyone's right or not a big government, but a a government that is small enough to that can be overthrown but can still protect everyone's rights
3: mm-hmm. um
1: throughout the it's kind of almost a randian thing as well which is really funny yeah. i don't think a lot yeah. of these people would be sure. consider themselves right randy. right yeah so <laughs> again, again yes. weird horseshoe shit coming into play. exactly <laughs> horseshoe strikes again right yeah God, yeah yeah
2: it's it's really weird it's really weird um but uh but yeah nonetheless i mean i at the end of the day i do enjoy the podcast and i do enjoy hearing that side of things but yeah you just run into this like this weird like brain break stuff that you know, yeah man, well, we just it's
0: a, it, it's a good observation because like i mean just like that there's there's i don't i have not seen something uh or or heard something that 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 brings into such stark contrast the the ideological confusion that that you see on the bottom left between this idea of 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 uh well, I mean, ultimately it's a fight against utilitarianism, right? They hate utilitarianism, but ultimately the arguments are utilitarian. Where where right, Exactly. And and I haven't seen anything that brings that into such stark contrast as as what you found here, the the first 10 minutes of the show.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was again, I've been listening to the show for a long time and and mm-hmm. I and I've always just you know, my I feel like the cpu is overheating a lot of times when i'm uh, (laughs) i just can't figure it out and then and then this the first 10 minutes i was like oh okay like yeah it's
0: an interesting moment of like wait wait make this make sense get
2: it yeah exactly
0: (laughs) um there's a i i I do find i i want to echo what you said i I actually did kind of enjoy the show uh it wasn't there's oh yeah i like it yeah yeah it's it's interesting to hear um I'm not sure how to put it because I don't think it's particularly principled because it's so inconsistent, but it's interesting to hear what what principled bottom left ideology is to people who are on that side of it. Like it's 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 interesting to hear the way that they see things, The, the, the math that they're doing to come to conclusions is so different from 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 what I'm used to. Does that make sense? Right.
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, for, at least for me, like it's, it's very property rights oriented. So it's like, okay, well, who's, you know, property is it? Okay, well, they can do this and that. Right, right. And, you know, and, 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 and you may not agree with it, but at least I, I feel that it makes sense. Like you can, yeah. you can, you can deduce who. Owns what and who is owed what uh and you know you you know you can come to
1: it's internally coherent
2: yes you can come to reproducible conclusions right whereas i'm just not entirely sure you can over there
0: i think there's some i think there's a chunk of it that's just vibes where it's just i think there's a chunk of it where it's just uh well Mm -hmm. I, i mean i don't vibe with that so it's bad
2: well yeah and and that's Actually, that is exactly what I wanted to talk about uh, as well. Um, if you'll allow me, uh, the when you were talking earlier about the Mosin Nagant um, that the guy had, I think that there is this that the bottom left is and and bottom right, mind you, but but for this episode, uh, we're talking primarily about the bottom left, that is so aesthetically driven
3: that mm-hmm. it really yes.
2: almost it almost gets in the way of everything, dude. Dude, yes, I had 100%. the
0: exact same fucking thought with the Nagant thing, where it's like, dude, yes. get it, get an actual warfighting gun. What are you doing? Get with? an
2: AR-15. But, but <laughs> AR fifteen. But, but the AR fifteen is not really all that acceptable on bottom left. Why? Well, it's aesthetics.
1: It's not. Yeah, it's it's exactly. not a Soviet it's gun. It's black. car that's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: But it's, you're right. It's, it's entirely aesthetic. The only reason to go for a Mosin, at least now, is is it's fun reasons. They're entirely aesthetic versus yeah, exactly. better weapons platforms. It's not to be a gun autist about it, but like the, there's a, you're, you're 100% correct. It's an aesthetic concern entirely.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Was, I mean that's the, a great listen, it, It's, it's, it's just incredibly outdated. Cool gun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really sure. Cool. But used like, to be
0: very cheap. You to be able to get them by the barrel.
2: Like yeah, 200 bucks, 150 bucks. Like, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a, uh, it's it's so aesthetically driven like it it just feels like they will not accept something that doesn't explicitly i guess i know this term is so overused but virtue signal. yes 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 around them, the the aesthetics of their movement you know, it's, it's yeah. a very bizarre thing. I,
0: yeah. I, I, absolutely agree with that observation. Cause when, especially the way they describe it, Spanish civil war era, Mos- yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. dude,
1: it's like, it has to be, it
2: has to be poetic. It has to have, and don't get me wrong. Like, I love that shit. I love reading about like the, the Spanish anarchists and stuff like that. And I love uh-huh. the underdog story and I love, and, and I am an anarchist. So like I mean, I, you know, or maybe they probably wouldn't see it that way, but no, um, but yes. <laughs> but uh but, but you know, I, I do I do I do love that and I love um seeing people use just dog shit weaponry to repel um, you know, I'll, I'll say it: imperial forces or, sure. or or things like that. Like, I, it's it's a, you know true underdog stuff to protecting your community. Um, well, but, it's the
0: same uh, reason I love the Magnovia story. It's a, it's a it's a similar story. It's it's the the M- Nestor Makhno and his anarchist people betrayed by the Bolsheviks. Hmm. Like like it's a it's a it's a great story. I don't necessarily think Nestor Makhno was
1: the best example of an anarchist leader, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's very much like a piece like i talk about like ancient ireland all the time it'd be very much like oh i'm gonna wear a kilt and only talk about potatoes all the time <laughs> yeah. this, uh, yeah. aesthetic style. the, the potatoes like, will rise again that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly
0: i do appreciate so. i appreciate their concern for aesthetics but at a certain point it becomes I, yeah, like I
1: appreciate aesthetics, but uh, it, yeah. yeah
0: at a certain point it becomes like you're just this is a message. This isn't a. This it's is a not. There's um, no utility. Not, not to say
1: that these guys are larping, but I'm. I'm saying that it can become a. LARP. Yes. It, man-
2: it, it ultimately manifests as a larp. Yes. yes. Um, a lot of the time.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I had, dude. Um, I'm so glad that you caught that because that was my thought too. Was like Spanish Civil War era Mosin. How about you get a gun?
3: Yeah. <laughs> get, a, a <laughs> get a
0: gun, loser. <laughs> But no, it's, you're right. It's an aesthetic concern. It has to be a Mosin. It has to be an AK. It has to be, which, you know, nothing wrong with the AK, but the Mosins in particular. I I, I thought that was fascinating. And and I think you're right. It is vibes. It's just, it's vibes, man. They vibe with that. And so they like it.
2: And dude, there's nothing wrong with that. Just don't expect to go, you know, win anything with it. Right. (laughs) Right. but that's i think that's another part of it too is i think that there's a deep down desire not to win to remain in this state of mm-hmm. victimhood you know what i mean
0: right there's a there is a reason they are attracted to the concept of a forever revolution
2: yeah oh, well there you go yeah
0: cuz like I, I know i know i know the argument and and i've i know ace has made this argument and i've made this argument as well the idea that well even if we don't win it is better that we make the arguments and and stand up for what we believe in and i think that's true but there's nothing inherent to at least the kind of anarchism that i subscribe to or i think ace or, or even you that that says we don't that that if it were to come about we would not be satisfied. Like, like, right. th- th- I, I would be totally happy with that. That's the yes. way it's allowed to be. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. They want forever yeah. revolution, where it's like if it comes about, it's still not going to be good enough. Right. You know what I mean? I, I'm. Mm.
2: Yeah, it's ah. an interesting mindset. Interesting mindset. I, I find I, it I to like, be.
0: Eh, I don't know. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. What were you saying? Is no, no, no. Go ahead. No, I didn't have a fully formed thought. <laughs> Go for
3: it. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: <laughs> no, I yeah, I, I think that a lot of times with the left in general, and, and it's not exclusive to them, obviously, but there very much is this like, um, and I mean, I could talk about people on the right who do this all the time, but there, you, you definitely, the, I've had a lot of co- conversations with like left anarchists, like very left anarchists, not just like left libertarian anarchists, which are a completely different thing, but like <laughs> actual like left anarchists. Uh, and to me, I, I've always gotten the impression that it's aesthetics for them, like just as you mm-hmm. said. So I, I really think that's the case. Um, it's just purely aesthetics. And like even, you know, and I'm not, you know, I don't know as much about left anarchism as I do about like right anarchism. I've, I've read stuff on it, but even even when I've argued with them, it seemed that they're, even their own positions, they weren't well. They didn't even understand their, their own source material, I guess, to right. uh, phrase it that way. Well, a lot uh, of the yeah, source material is kind of un-understandable. Under, un- so. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah that's uh, – that, so maybe I'm not going – maybe I'll cut them some slack because, yeah, I, I, no one can understand this shit anyway. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it really is – uh does seem to be aesthetics, absolutely. I, I think that that's such a good um, observation because it's, it's like, yeah, um, when I see people who will – talk about like if your anarchism contains seven of obje- seven adjectives uh before i'm going to disregard your <laughs> yeah, i'm yeah, yeah. not going to uh i <laughs> <tell> you <serious.
2: laughs> i remember i was like when i you know i came in from a very specific angle i, I was uh-huh. you know ron paul and i and and i came in from the right uh i would yeah. say uh, although i've never really like i don't know i guess to use your term i don't know if i've ever like super vibed with the hard right, I guess I've always been kind of felt like kind of in the middle, but, um, but dude, you pick up, I I remember I, I picked up like, I think it was Kropotkin or something like that. (laughs) And I started reading it. I'm like, can a motherfucker get some punctuation? Can I, (laughs) can I I get a separate sentence? Like conquest of bread. (laughs) It's like, it's like like 9 million words, no commas, no like, (laughs) I mean, an editor, you know, what, like, what are you saying? Like, I don't even understand. Like,
3: help
1: me. Help the, me there's been a huge divide between like continental and analytic philosophy. And you can really read it when you read like people, yeah. <laughs> when you read like, especially like uh, Kropotkin or something like that, or, oh my God, d- don't even get me started on Perdon. No, oh, no it, was it
2: was Perdon. Oh, it was Perdon. It was Perdon. Yes, it mm-hmm. was. Okay. It, was it was, uh,
1: what is property?
2: I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. And yeah.
2: uh, or something like that. Whatever it's very that much it's like it it and, seems yeah,
0: like yeah, stream yeah. of consciousness in a weird yeah, way. Yeah,
2: it's like gonzo, like gonzo, <laughs> like gonzo effective altruism. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Yeah. And I read I read, I gave it my best. I re- I think I got through yeah. like five pages and I'm like, I Don't I I legitimately? And I'm not like the I'm not like fucking Elon Musk. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but like I'm not an idiot. And like I read five pages, Uh and I'm like I I just don't know what the hell I just read. I don't know what he's saying. I have no idea. Yeah,
1: it's 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 one of my biggest pet peeves that type of like writing style where you're just writing and you're not. It's all I don't know if they're writing just to show off that way. Yeah, it it comes across as like okay you're wasting my time. Yes. And look, there have been people like whenever I encounter those writers, I always, if I want to understand what they're saying, I always just, um, read a second hand source of someone who actually yeah. spent 35 years of their life decoding <laughs> yeah. that piece of shit and then i read that yeah that's yeah. what i do. it's way better there's the i have the same
0: problem with uh like even in fiction i have the same problem with dickens there's a reason i don't like dickens and that's because i don't need two pages on a fruitcake i don't i know what a fruitcake is i don't need you to describe it to me for two pages and i understand the art and the poetry and the yada i get it but I know you could have just said a fruitcake and I would have known Brevity. exactly what you were talking about.
2: Brevity. Give me <laughs> yeah. one or two adjectives, right. you know, give me something. And then, yeah, yeah. maybe a
0: metaphor off. here
1: and there. Yeah. And that's yes. it. That's all.
0: It, it's totally unnecessary totally unnecessary to go yeah. that far and honestly but i'm i'm an inconsistent asshole because i love hp lovecraft he does the same thing but he's describing oh, yeah. indescribable horrors <laughs> I, also,
1: I also give more of a pass for fiction than i do non-fiction if you're throwing all that right. in non-fiction I'm oh going it's to get
0: totally very
1: no there, there needs to be
0: a revival of the explain like i'm five ethos where it's like or or, yes, or like where right. it's it is the idea of trying to what you're trying to do is take an idea from your head and put it in someone else's head and yeah, you right. you need to dumb it down in order to make that effective like in order to accomplish that yeah. goal you have to have it be more uh communicable
2: Yes. and and th- but and there's people that are very good at it, and even ones on the left. And one of my and probably my mm-hmm. favorite author of all time is Kurt Vonnegut, and mm-hmm. he is of, of certainly of the left, um, and probably near the bottom, probably not all the way, but um, he has a way with words, and he has a way with, uh, uh I wouldn't say brevity is his, brevity like I, that wouldn't be the first thing that came to mind when when I think Vonnegut, but he does in with very few words, uh right in a very uh, tongue in cheek style to, to imbue like so much yep. with, with very little. Um, whereas there's some that just, you're like, dude, like words mean stuff, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like can you use them please? <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a, I, I did want to talk a little bit about some of the effective altruism stuff because I find it to be fascinating. Um, this is something Eigenrobot talks about a lot. If you follow Eigenrobot on Twitter, he's he's
2: yeah very cool. I love love Eigenrobot.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and he he talks about effective altruism and sort of the way that that effective altruism tries to break things down. It makes perfect sense that it would fall in with, uh, or that 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 people who would fall into it would be sort of the tech bro um, pseudo millionaires or billionaires. Who it's it's an interesting reformation of or at least the way it's been utilized is an interesting reformation of the gospel of wealth. The sort of the the idea that it is your responsibility as a wealthy person to do as much charity as you possibly can. Yeah. Um which I, I don't necessarily hate the idea. I mean if you're if you're inordinately blessed, you know, be be good. Like it's okay. I, I don't hate that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I think it's virtuous again, not 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 obligatory, but virtuous. Right. Um, but but
2: that's, an I, yes, that's an important distinction. Yes, absolutely. Oh, it's very important. It, it is, it's it is one of the
0: most important distinctions yeah, you can make. Can yes, good if it's absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> absolutely. But but I find it to be so interesting that this sort of gospel of wealth has been re sort of kajiggered into this idea that. You don't, you don't just help people with it. You have to do the most help with it. And you, and you figure that out with math and with like comparing and bean counting people's lives. That's how you figure that one out.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's very weird. It degrades into a very weird uh, science. Yeah. Yeah, It it just
1: becomes, as they said, like utilitarianism. It's like at that point, all right, right, well, I'm going to pull out this, you know, mathematical equation to show how many people we should kill here to save this many people. You know, it's right. Well, I'm actually much more um, – it's much more approachable to me to someone who does something good because they just intuitively felt that that was the right thing to do versus someone who, like, pulls out their math sheet. Uh, Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is my altruism Uh, checklist. Yeah, can't help you today because I got a lot of people to help tomorrow. You know, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, thirty-five years from now, this person I helped uh, uh, two days ago will someday come back and uh, help you more. So it, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Right. yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm just gonna leave it alone. I, I find it. I I do find the whole thing to be very. Um. They they were talking about and and I thought this was an interesting point from them, though I don't agree with it entirely. Um. When they were talking about Freakonomics, you remember that conversation they had.
2: Yeah, I do. Oh, I yeah. didn't listen. I didn't re-listen to it, but I, now I'm remembering that they brought that up. Yeah,
0: yeah they were talking about free economics, and they were saying like there's a whole that there's a whole class of things. I think this is this part is true. There's a whole class of like thought that's designed to make people feel um, like they're smart when they're playing Devil's Advocate, which mm-hmm. is true. I think that's probably true, but mm-hmm. also playing Devil's Advocate is its own like exercise. Like it's, it's not it's 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 not. You yeah. don't have to be right. You're playing devil's advocate. You're advocating for the devil. That's the whole point. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um,
3: yeah. So,
0: but but I, I they were talking about free economics and all this other stuff and how. There's a there is a problem where economists wander into other realms of social science where they try to apply a market to stuff that doesn't need it, or or they just don't understand it. And they used an example that was an economist who I uh, it was the Freakonomics guy did a uh, I think it was the Freakonomics guy. Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm not sure now. I can't remember who exactly they said. But he did a thing where he tried to see about the influence of money in politics, and so he counted floor votes versus donations and all this other stuff, and ignored committee, like mm-hmm. ignored Congress and committee. Which the point was made on the show, and it's correct that that Congress that that legislation happens in committee, not on the floor of the House. Um, and so and and I I was I. I was wondering what you guys thought about that point. The idea of like trying to apply market dynamics to things that maybe it doesn't graft onto so well. Um, Economics being a study of human action, like you can probably do it in most places, but there are places that it just doesn't work. Aren't there like, like for example, when people are making decisions that are counter to uh, what a rational thinking consumer would do, even if their priorities are irrational, Like there's gotta be some sort of area where things are at play that sort of break a market analysis of a thing. That's not a market. Does that make sense? Uh,
2: I think, I think so. Um,
0: I'm sorry. I was terribly unclear. I know. No, no, no. I I,
2: (laughs) I think I see what you're getting at. I think what like Austrians would say would be Mm -hmm. that, um, ultimately, even if things are not monetarily uh, preferable, like other things come into play and that would still count as a market analysis. Okay. Is that?
0: No, that yeah, makes is sense. Is that what you're kind
2: of getting at? No,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But
3: it's one of
1: those things that, what was that, Ace? I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to, like, piggyback off of Car's point and say, like, uh, like you know, w- w- also when, like, Mises is talking about rationality, he's not necessarily using it in a colloquial sense we might think of. As no, right, company. right, right. It's based I mean, on the person's I mean, subjective yeah. values. Like, right, yeah, right. So if they're acting crazy, but they're doing things, if they have some insane goal and they're, you know, implementing steps to attain that insane goal, they're being both rational and insane at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right.
2: Yeah. Yeah and and i think so like maybe i'll propose like a a scenario and we can kind of analyze that like so the other day a new restaurant opened up and i went i i went to the restaurant it's like it's nearby so i always like you know patronizing the local uh local uh places and getting to know people uh-huh. um and uh they undercharged me right the rational thing to do would be to walk out the door i didn't i mm-hmm. said you know hey you didn't charge me for this and this um and that from a market sense from in the way that you're describing it, you know, that would be an irrational act on my end. However, what I'm trying to do, ultimately, I deemed that reputation and them knowing me is more preferable.
0: No, I, 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 I totally agree with you that that's the well, that's what I'm, that's that's kind of why I'm sort of on the fence about it is this idea that like, well, economics is just the study of human action. And you can take those subjective values and and and, and figure out what a rational actor is going to do. If you know that those values, for example, if I know that honesty and and good reputation and and these people uh, knowing that you're an honest customer is more important than, you know, whatever they undercharge you by. Like, if I know that, I know that you're going to do that. But it's just it's just an interesting thought to me that, like, I don't know, maybe there's places it doesn't work.
1: Um, I, I think there's places where you can't know right because as you said like to to fully understand how you think someone might act you would first have to understand their subjective values at any given time so there's certain times you know this is the whole this is the whole thing about you know why we don't believe in central planning or why we don't even think central planning yeah because really you don't know any yeah because right. you don't know um uh, so so there's certainly like an epistemological problem there where it's like we cannot know what other people are are, are valuing. It <coughs> time, so we can't predict their actions. Really. I'm sorry, I'm
0: coughing. Uh, maybe that's the, yeah. maybe that's what was maybe that's what was sticking with me about it. I think that's probably what was sticking with me about it yeah. was that like you can't you cannot make predictive. Uh, you can't really be super predictive with an analysis right. like that. You You can't. You can accomplish a lot of things. You can figure out maybe why something happened, but you can't figure out right. why something is going to happen. Does that make sense? There's there's yes. an inherent knowledge problem.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I yes. think I think so. I think you can make I think you can make uh, educated guesses based on yeah. um, aggregating common value sets. But like, yeah, you can't you can't. Um, but then you, you also know,
0: like a, I'm sorry. Go for it.
2: Go My bad well i was I was gonna say like you could say like if that restaurant and another restaurant had opened up and let's just say they're identical for the sake of the discussion, and one of them is charging you know they're they're equal in every way, and one of them is charging ten dollars for a chicken salad and one of them is uh charging twenty, you could say, well, car is probably going to go to the one that that charges ten sure. Um, mm-hmm. Even though you don't necessarily know my value set, if they're equal in every way and one of them is $10 is half the price, you can probably make the estimation that if you were lying in wait to jump me or something like that, you would lie in wait in the parking lot of the one that charges $10 rather than the $20.
1: Sure. Probably. But then Maybe you're also... just feeling crazy that day, and you want to pay twenty dollars, right? Yeah, 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 because you
2: don't truly know my value. Set. Right. <laughs> but if you, if you, if you, if you were to make, make a guess, that you yeah, know, that would be the best days, guess, be...
3: Right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, there's also the problem too of of methodology. Like when, like when they were talking about the 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 money and politics thing, and like, hey, money doesn't really matter in politics because look at these floor votes. It's like, yeah, but you just ignored committee. Which is where legislation happens. Is in, is in committee. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to look at where the thing is actually happening. <laughs> like there's a there's a right. methodological issue with only counting floor votes versus donations.
1: I I certainly think there's like going back to what you said though, Dean. I think there is certainly an economic point where like what what you said makes a lot of sense. Where people, specifically people who are not the Austrian school, will try to look at aggregations of like wealth let's say or numbers of like you know whether that be like gdp or something like that and they'll try to make like guesses from that or to determine like this means this when it there's like not a strong correlation there oh really. yeah um so so you kind of have this effect where like non-austrians will maybe look in the graph or look at sets and they can get some very very uh, like what I would view as like very off uh, conclusions from, their, from oh, yeah. their sets because they're only looking at it through kind of like this beam counter angle and not from like, these are human actors with value sets that change uh, over time.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I-, I wanted to, I wanted to also point out car, uh, uh, again, another reason that I kind of liked this show. They have a great critique of monocausality in uh in the episode like they're talking about uh like why the rent is high and stuff like that and i would probably disagree with a chunk of what they have to say about that but he makes a good point where it's like uh yeah people people will accept only the nimby answer to why the rent is so high when like there's a lot of stuff at play <laughs>
2: yes yes i do remember that i i do remember breathing a sigh of relief momentarily like l- releasing my white knuckles for a second when they said something like that I was like, yeah oh, man, yeah too too it's too like
0: okay so it's not mono. okay so we can at least agree that these things aren't monocausal. like <laughs> like
2: it's not like, just rich assholes <laughs> yes exactly it's a lot it's... of it is rich assholes but it's not all rich assholes
0: <laughs> exactly well they mentioned and i, I thought this was and, and i'm interested in seeing what they have to say about it because the they had mentioned the ai rent uh pricing thing had you seen had you seen this
2: I don't know if I remember this part.
0: So there was a well, it was a news story that broke a little bit ago that that some of the big, uh, big property real estate companies were setting rents with A.I. Hmm. And what it was causing was dramatic increases in rents. Because it was the, the, the AI was, was, you know, making, you know, considering certain things, the AI it's, it's fucking stick, skip logic. It's all fucking skip logic. But the, but the, the this, this program was setting rent based on factors that didn't necessarily apply in the places where the properties were. Oh, okay. Yeah. And okay. so it was causing a national increase in the cost of housing. <laughs>
2: Oh, because everybody was using this AI and the AI was false? Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> and what they, have they, we done? What oh, the God it's, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: horrible. It's <laughs> horrible. But yeah, they had mentioned <laughs> that. A- I thought that was just imagine how the economy is going to collapse, but because it's a a group of AIs conspiring together, getting getting things wrong. wrong Honestly, man, I saw
2: saw that somebody was using AI to to scam the chatbots and uh, for like uh, AT and T or something like that to like Uh lower their internet bills. Oh yeah. Uh, but like, yeah. Oh is, yeah, that's right. It's interesting to see how this stuff's going to be applied. Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Yeah, I'm really excited for this stuff. T- scared, but also uh, excited. Like, <laughs> it's <that way. laughs> gonna be, it's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's at least gonna be funny. Um,
2: yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah,
0: I thought that was an interesting thing. Now they did you you had mentioned that this episode came out in the wake of the Sam Bankman Fried thing. Yeah, yeah. This is one of those stories that fascinates me. And the, the whole FTX thing, as I understand it, they just weren't liquid enough. And they, there was a run on FTX and they, and they collapsed like that's at the, on the most basic level. That's what happened.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. The, the Sam Bankman Fried as part of the effective altruism thing does not surprise me. No. What's what surprises me is the kind of attention that it got when that news broke, because I don't think anybody has cared about like Elon Musk, who's into this thing, and and oh, is it, does oh, that make sense? About,
2: are you talking about effective altruism?
0: Well, yeah, but but not but do, yes, yes, but or or the connection that a person has with it, um, yeah. with effective I altruism. Mean,
2: I'm, I'll be honest, I'd never heard of it. And I mean, I'm fairly like, I mean, I'm fairly plugged in. I'd never heard of it. I mean, it sounds like it's just utilitarianism, which I'm familiar with. But uh, I I'd never heard of effective altruism before this.
0: It was one of those things that I, I had seen it. I know they had a mascot who was like a light bulb um, because everybody was talking on Twitter about how great this light bulb mascot was.
2: Who is they? Uh, the EA guys. Oh okay okay
0: yeah, yeah I'm sorry um wasn't being clear uh yeah the 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 EA sort of thing has like this mascot of one of the organizations that's involved in it and it's and that was all, all over that was on Twitter in like a weird way and I was reading through some of the stuff and I was like this seems very cult like
3: like yeah. the,
0: the way that they talk about effective altruism it it it, it well it, it has cult vibes. <laughs>
2: No, it, it for sure does. Um, I, I it, it definitely does, and I think it it's one of those things where it's like I don't I don't want to attribute too much uh, to mm-hmm. it, um, but at the same time, like I think when you get a bunch of smart people in a room trying to justify the things that they're doing, it does yes. kind of end up. As a
1: cult, I mean, isn't that kind of you, what Scientology was? Yeah, right. You get yeah. like feedback loop of all these yeah. people who feel like they found the right answer, yeah, and they're all right. smart, and you, it kind of becomes like this circle jerk type thing. Yeah, uh, which,
2: which by the which by the way, and I don't want to derail it, but did you see that Danny Masterson is on trial? I'm sure Dino, you you're all over this. Yeah, I'm a little
1: familiar with. It. I
2: haven't looked deeply into it, but
1: yeah, yeah. I, I just, I like, look, I'm not too familiar with it now.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, he was
2: involved in the Scientology and it came up again. I think I was listening to different podcasts and they were talking about it. Um, actually a really good podcast. Um, do you guys listen to, shit, what is it? I just texted it to the elf the other day. Um, On the edge with Andrew gold.
0: I've heard of it. I've never listened to it,
2: man. I, I really I, enjoy it. it. I really enjoy it. The host is really good. He's super good at being pretty, detached and just honestly interviewing people and not being too full of himself and letting them run the show. It's mm-hmm. really good. And he, he did an episode on the Danny Masterson trial, like on how it's going. That was probably a month ago, maybe a few weeks ago. And it was, it, it, it's, it's pretty interesting, man. It's really good. He also did an, uh, now I'm just rambling, but he <laughs> did a few episodes on the, um, I don't know if it's the founder or just a really prominent member of the Aryan brotherhood in, in the prison system. Really? yeah dude really fascinating man and the guy is super eloquent the guy is really really not what you would expect the ab
0: uh is one of the largest prison gangs in texas prisons actually the ab and they uh i guess
2: in the in in the u.s right i mean
0: in texas they uh they run the meth or at least they have in the past i haven't really kept up on on which gangs are doing what nowadays but um in the past the ab ran the meth in texas
2: yeah, he he was talking about that, but I guess he was out of jail after that had really kind of come into play. I think he uh, is entirely straight edge, or so he says, and I kind of believe him when he says it. I oh, think sure. that it was entirely a a self defense kind of deal, you know, at that time. But man, it was just just jaw dropping interviews. Uh, honestly, really, really good podcast.
0: There's a lot of people that walk around in uh, in West Texas, especially. There's a lot of people that walk around with like AB tattoos, who. I doubt their ideological. Uh, I doubt how ideologically committed they are, <laughs> because a lot of people will hang out with AB people just for meth.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, and and I, that was something that he that he was talking about too. And if you if you choose to believe him, obviously is is the the caveat here. Um, but you know, I think it, it. I have a lot of reason to believe the fact that it was pretty much a self defense kind of. Situation and it and you know the racial gangs had ri- risen up in prisons and yeah I you know to hear him tell it and I don't know I didn't verify because frankly I just don't care that much I'm just I'm in for an entertaining podcast episode but I, I guess they have black members too or they have at least non-white members like Native American Mexican stuff like yeah that.
0: yeah the the you you they're in certain places you have to click up or you're gonna get hurt yeah right yeah. exactly
2: mm-hmm. and I think he was in some pretty hard places or at least to hear him tell it again so mm-hmm. um yeah anyway. Um I yeah. guess it's kinda of getting I'm Sorry. There, no, that's yeah. a
0: it's a fascinating no, thing. No, I, I, the prison gang thing has always fascinated me and their connections with um with free world gangs. Uh the, the some of the most interesting um underworld politics okay
2: <laughs> yeah right right yeah because it's its own political structure too. it yeah.
0: really is <laughs> yeah, and i I, really I find not. the whole thing amazing like i I'm, I'm constantly fascinated when i read about well this gang had a falling out with their free world counterpart that was you know doing yada yada it's it's interesting stuff happens in that underbelly that that's very very uh enlightening yeah. as to how these organized enterprises organized criminal enterprises function it's yeah, well, yeah cool. and i
2: think it's an it's an interesting insight into how humans coalesce under duress mm-hmm.
3: uh, yes and i exactly. think that's
2: something that probably anarchists could could you know learn from i'm not saying that we should be <laughs> <for them>. please <laughs> do not please do not you know quote me as saying that i like,
1: were defending the fascist <laughs> yeah now now now, now, her. now here's <laughs> where i'm taking it
2: yeah uh, but no, just like self defense, like it. It, it was uh, you yeah, know, pretty interesting. So. Yes, yeah.
0: Um, are there any more insights that you picked up into the bottom left that that you found interesting? There's a there's a there's this for, on a meta level. This podcast episode is one of the most
1: dense things. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It, it was a lot. It was yeah. They they were just throwing stuff at you a lot.
2: What's interesting is uh, I guess. Um, What's interesting is how many episodes I had to listen to, to have the revelation. And maybe Uh that's because much like podcasts, uh, their, their podcasting counterparts, like for example, us or whatever, we gloss over a lot of the basic stuff because it's like, yeah, we kind of know the basic stuff. So like anybody that's listening to this, they know the basic stuff. And so we can talk about other stuff on top of that rides on top of that. So we never have to touch base with it. But um, you would think that they would casually mention, well, we believe this because of this every now and then. And I, I don't know that I I I've listened to every episode. That they've ever put out, I think. And, and I don't know that I ever had a coherent idea of exactly why, again, coming back to the reproducible conclusions. I'm not sure if I could ever come to a reproducible conclusion. If you had said, okay, here's the scenario. Think like these guys, what do you think they think? I don't know that I would be able to do it. And whereas, yes, whereas on the bottom, right, even if you disagree with it, I can come to the conclusion. Um, right. It's it's be, because it's property rights. I mean, it's, it's right. what it kind of comes. Yeah, in.
0: I can. Yeah. The the the, the exercise of well, I can probably tell you
2: what they're going to say. It
0: just falls right. apart
2: with these guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I'd say I, I really don't know what they're
1: <laughs> going to say. <Yeah. laughs> it's, a, it's a wild card every moment. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I have
1: general ideas you know right. but
2: like as far as you know
1: the nitty gritty I have none I'm not I think those we have those general ideas because we we can kind of like guess the aesthetic preference yeah of what yeah vibes. The vibes. The vibes. <laughs> exactly this way on this one I yeah, uh, so yeah. to
0: say like well we know they hate rich people so if yeah. there's yeah, one of so. these if there's one of these options in this hypothetical that fucks over rich people they're probably yeah. gonna
2: go that yeah. <laughs> one you just spin the yeah. wheel and all pie slices yeah. tax billionaires <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was one uh, of yeah, the interesting yeah. things about it is like I, what do you what do you think that effectuates? And even even the, the it it's it's almost relying upon to a certain extent any sort of counter structural structural ideology is going to rely upon this but it almost relies upon the idea that like well if you tax the billionaires the government's definitely not going to spend that money on killing brown people in sand. Like right,
2: that's right. Like for the last hundred years yeah exactly right
1: <laughs> yeah let's you know we hate corporations we hate monopolies we hate rich people let's give our money to the richest corporation in all most monopolistic debt but with also like, most in, with you a know. history of of mass violence yeah, Yes. <laughs> And that'll really show Walmart. And yeah, imagine Amazon. Walmart. But, Wal-
2: but Walmart is killing people every single day. That's <laughs> right. Who, yes. that's, who, that's who we want to give our money to.
1: Yeah. Oh or not it's give sort our of, money,
2: rather force force you to yeah, give your give, money. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It, it's interesting. Yeah. It sort of relies on the idea that like, well, they won't do that. And it's like,
1: well, but they will though
2: but they're doing it right now. Yeah. I'm watching them on the
1: news do it right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But but C Cart, they don't want them to do that. Yeah, and that's what
2: counts. Maybe that's our maybe that's our olive branch. Yeah, neither do we. Yeah, yeah, they neither
1: do fucking we. Yeah,
0: we both we yes. both think that's a bad thing.
1: Right, <laughs> that we can agree on. But there's still going to want you to give the money to it anyway, yeah. even because you know we'll it, it, we we do not want it to do that thing. So yeah. give it your money. Yeah.
0: That's another that's another interesting sort of inconsistency. There is the idea that like if if you're if if what you're using is a utilitarian metric, we're gonna we got to tax the billionaires so we can get. Uh, free healthcare, for example. Okay, the 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 overrun on that though goes to killing people like everywhere.
2: Um, yeah. and, it, and, and also and to just be clear, why do you think? Oh, good. Go, to, go to be clear, do you know it's not overrun? It, it's oh it's yeah, no, 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 sure. They're, they're not. It's not like they're taking care of all of the people that are sick here, right. and then with the extras saying, mm, okay, now we can harm people over there. Sure. They're just not going to take care of people over here and then take that money and go hurt people over there. (laughs) Yes, that is correct.
1: (laughs) This is our our, uh, bomb brown people uh, uh, cache here. yeah, And it's 98% (laughs) of all their funds. yeah, And everything else is just like, "Mm, maybe some, you know, oh, yeah, we have to go cut some, uh, you know, fund some police to go kill some people. But, you know, maybe 1% to help people uh, here and there just for, you know, reputation. The ATF has
0: another church to burn down. So we gotta yeah. go do that
3: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, which, which, which which again is like another thing too is like they're you know big uncharitable giving and like I'm not the biggest church guy but like you it, like seems like kind of a big blind spot to under to not understand that the churches are like one of the biggest charities mm-hmm. there are yeah right. now you can say you know we we can all say stuff about the churches or whatever but like I don't know. They're kind of doing the thing that they're talking about. You can't fault them for so that. Bad. Yeah. Exactly.
0: I, I, I've, I've absolutely, I, I have personally volunteered at a, uh, for multiple times at a, uh, an Anglican soup kitchen. <laughs> like they yeah. do good work.
2: They, they fucking yeah, feed
0: yeah. people. I mean, there's nothing, yeah. nothing wrong with that.
2: Yeah. And, and, and not only that, but they don't ask you cause I do it too. And they don't ask you to accept their ideology. They're just like, Oh, another set of hands. Yeah. Come on in. They I'm do not care. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Come get over here and yeah. stir this fucking soup.
2: No. Some do. I'm <laughs> I mean, maybe some do, but like, but by and large, I mean, any American Protestant or Catholic church is probably going to take you in pretty much and just say, yeah, sure. If you want to help, come on out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh there's a th- th- I don't even think this one that I went to did a prayer. A lot of them will do a prayer before they start serving. I don't even yeah. think this one did that. They just did not care. It was like, no, we're just putting food in people. That's what we do mm-hmm. here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was it's th- great. So yes. going back to what you were saying before it's actually uh, interesting to me because you're were, you were talking about like how you know how and this is very common you know I, I think all of us do it where sometimes we'll skip over the basics because we, it's been so many years since we were just like normies or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. we're so ingrained in this that we just skip over the basics and we'll jump mm-hmm. to our conclusions because it's like usually when we're talking to other libertarians it's like you all know what the basis is so you can understand why we're coming to this conclusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for a normie it might, that might be like well how are they coming to this conclusion with these guys i'm not even sure if they they themselves have a foundational basis like a libertarian would yeah. the, the libertarian basis like again as you said faulted or not like it or not um it is internally coherent in the sense that it follows a logical progression one from the next and you can you know logically yep. deduce what reproduce yeah right, yes, like, it's, like it's exactly like one. exactly so like you were guys, saying cards
0: it's, it's, you can guess what 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 someone is going to think just based Mm -hmm. on the hypothetical alone and the rights involved. Yeah.
1: Yeah. With these, it's like a a mishmash, like a melting pot of a bunch of different beliefs that all kind of share the same vibe, but aren't interconnected in any vibe. And it's just (laughs) the vibe. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. I,
0: I, I actually, on that note, I actually kind of hate how much I vibe with Soviet aesthetics. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah yeah no they're rad <laughs> they're really russian cool. national anthem.
0: <laughs> there's a there's a uh a russian grocery store here in town where they have in the in the in the in the back portion of it they've got all this like i'm sure it's not actually original stuff but it's all soviet style memorabilia and there's like zippo lighter holders and stuff that are all that are the zippo shells that have like a giant hammer and sickle with a star on it and it's the coolest looking shit on the planet.
2: <laughs> yeah, man, no doubt. Like there's a lot of it. The architecture for me is not not, I don't vibe with the architecture, but there's a lot of it that mm-hmm. is uh, is pretty rad.
0: Yeah, it's very cool. I and hate A K
2: forty sevens are rad. I mean AK forty sevens are yeah. just really rad. <laughs> like, it's an imposing shit
1: yeah slavic aesthetics uh in like the gun community like the 3d printed gun community oh yeah for sure all over the place all over the place yeah
2: yeah. who doesn't want an ak-47 a track suit in a 40 i mean (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) like it's badass dude (laughs) yeah
0: well that 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 whole thing that I'm, i'm very glad that you brought this to to ace because it was it was very enlightening. And you said, and you were talking about how maybe you're just slow and stuff. I don't think that's the case. I, I I think there hasn't been, I haven't seen at least an example of the inconsistency in that sort of thinking that's as glaring as the first 10 minutes of that episode.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, it, and I'm glad, I'm glad you guys, uh, I'm glad you guys were willing to chew on it. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I, I also,
1: was- also, I, I was going to ask, um, uh oh yeah well dean you've never listened to this before have you i have i had never listened to this show before you should go listen to some of their early episodes oh the first season's
2: fantastic yeah Yeah, it's totally different than the show now um yeah it's it's really it is really interesting
1: okay yeah they also the host uh i think his name is robert evans uh he he has another podcast actually called behind the bastards um and he like focuses on like just figures throughout history and stuff like that. And that that's pretty interesting too.
0: That's very cool. Uh the episode that we yeah. that we all listened to, uh the effective altruism scam from the podcast It Could Happen here, released on November thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it is it's very, very interesting stuff. And and like you said, the listening to guys on the bottom left is is fascinating. It is. Yeah. yeah. Because, oh, because i, I don't have to get list. over the the initial the initial problem that i have with them which is like just basic shit like guns and stuff like that where it's like right, I, yeah, I don't yeah. have they're to get board. over that to listen to them you know right. what i mean right they're not right. some prog or no something they're like not
1: right
3: <laughs>
1: so, yeah I, uh, while we have you here car um are what are your thoughts on what bitcoin has been doing recently because i feel like it, since we have you on we have to ask you your opinion yes this. yes sure, you have sure. to be asked the
0: crypto questions <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs>
1: yeah um, that's then the quota you can come yeah. one <laughs> crypto for every
0: i've been, I've been time. like
2: gripping my seat like just trying not to talk <laughs> about bitcoin the entire time yeah yeah we <laughs> actually, before, before, before we get into like bitcoin's like news per, like by itself yeah um I did want to say because you brought it up and I wasn't going to bring it up otherwise, because I didn't want to bring up Bitcoin. If we were not doing a Bitcoin <laughs> episode, I, I, I related back to the aesthetics. I do think that this is one of that, that Bitcoin is like the antithesis of bottom, less bottom left vibes and aesthetics. And oh, I think yes. that they're going to be some of the last people on board because it's just everything that they do not vibe with. It's actually improving your lot in life. It's money. Um, a lot of the people are assholes. Like it's it's uh you know, it it it's very interesting. I,
0: I do think actually you make a great point. It's capital. And they yeah. hate that shit.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. And not only Dude. that, but here's here's the biggest part. It's not confiscatable.
3: Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. <laughs> I just actually I was gonna say, do you think they are more amenable to other you know, crypto, like uh, other cryptos like shit coins, uh than they are Bitcoin? Because I think yeah, yeah, I
2: I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Like because privacy coins,
0: aspects. maybe like, like, no,
2: I, I don't think it, I don't think it happens. I don't think any of their interest happens at a fundamental um use layer. I think it okay. it's aesthetically driven. That makes, um, that
0: makes a lot of sense and is a little disappointing, but I get it. <laughs> like, I, I would love, I would love for the, 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 them to be obsessed with privacy coins and stuff, because that right. would be, that would way more people in that sort of space is, is a good thing.
2: Yeah. Um, so as, as to what's going on, well, mm-hmm. uh, this is the market at work. Um, so a bunch of people acted incredibly irresponsibly. We were talking about FTX mm-hmm. and the rehypothecation of Bitcoin that they were engaged in. Um, a huge chunk of the market, uh, quote unquote market, um, the exchanges, I think have been lending out uh, basically paper Bitcoin um, and, and creating mm-hmm. a huge false supply. And that is now getting cleared out because there is no money printer and people are right. pulling their Bitcoin off of the exchanges in mass and forcing all of them to come to terms with the fact that they don't actually have all the Bitcoin that they say they do. Um, and that is causing a panic among a lot of people who do not have their Bitcoin self Um right. But B, you know, it, it, uh, manifests itself in price both initially D- during what I think we all can look back and say was a suppressed bull market due to all of the excess false demand or supply. Yeah. Um. But now, uh, th- there's a bunch of people who are hesitant to get in, so to speak, because they see all of the the hysteria, right. and they're saying, "Ooh, I, I don't, I don't know about that." When if you stayed true to the path of just buying Bitcoin and sending it to cold storage, or at least to your own keys. Um, none of this has affected you at all. And in fact, it's a blessing because you're able to stack more in the meantime, (laughs) right? Um, This is the,
0: what you're describing to me seems like the problem that I've always had. Once Bitcoin broke containment and you got all the fucking FinTech people involved. Um, The the problem that I've had with the entire space ever since that happened is that the speculators are going to ruin the fucking market. And the they they have no interest in the utility of Bitcoin qua Bitcoin. They see it as a as a security. They see it as an investment in and platform, and not as a currency, which is it's supposed supposed to be its real world use case.
2: Yes, and so I would I would a hundred percent agree with you. I would nitpick one thing, and that is that I believe that the the true speculators are the cold storage people, um, and that's the people driving oh, this boy. forward is that um, it, that we are speculating on the future value of it as a money. Um, now, we're also beginning to use it much more as a money as merchants take it as we send it back and forth and as a, a second layer has come to provide that medium of exchange uh, utility. Um, but what you're seeing is what an open market does to the people that you're describing, Dino, is that it flushes them out and it is fucking brutal. <laughs> it it I mean- sh- yes, As it should be. The, the absolutely, absolutely, yeah. these people need to be flushed out, and if it needs yeah. to go down to five dollars a coin to do it, do it. Yeah, um, they need to be flushed out, and it needs to be the people that understand what this is that are uh, are maintaining majority ownership over the coins, or at least yeah. as many as they possibly can. Um, and so, what you're seeing is just an open market flushing out bad actors, and rather mm-hmm. than having a decade of money printing printing over the errors um, of these people's ways, as we did after the 08 crash, uh, you know, TARP and I don't have to tell you guys about everything that happened afterwards. These people are just getting wrecked and just going (laughs) bankrupt left and right. Every time I open Twitter, there's a new exchange filing for bankruptcy and, as it fucking should be. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah.
0: I've never. I mean, this is the th- hopefully, hopefully, this will teach people who are still interested in it that that you need to get. You should have custody of your coins. There is no reason mm-hmm. for you to keep your coins in an exchange. None yes. at all.
2: And at and all. as yeah, absolutely none. As, as, as for as little time as possible. If if that is the way that you obtain your coins, buy them and send them to cold storage as soon as you possibly. Eat the transfer them. fee. Eat Eat the transfer. Just eat it. It's It's minuscule. Yeah. It's minuscule.
0: Get your coins Um, out of that. I don't care if you send it to a fucking Jack's wallet. Just get it out of the exchange.
2: Get it out of the exchange. It's safer in an unsecured phone wallet than it is on the exchange, as we've seen yeah. uh, yes. just now. And yeah. and 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 the and and the silver silver lining to all of this is that if you believe on chain heuristics, um, and I do to a large degree, uh, believe in at least the trend that it's showing. I don't know if I believe it down to every last coin, but the trend is that people are pulling them out of exchange. The exchanges are going. That's dry. really a really good sign, and, and it is it is a great sign, and that means yeah. that a lot of people are understanding what this is. This Price uh, Markdown is giving a lot of people like the three of us, you know, the non Elon Musks mm. of the world, another bite at the Apple, another chance to get more coin yep. and, uh, and, yeah. and secure it behind our own keys. And that is incredibly important. And I think that I would rather this flush out happen now than paper over yeah. it for a higher price in the meat, in the medium term and just, and have an example to show people, um, because people don't remember Mount Gox and th- this is just Mount mm. Gox on steroids yep. and, uh, and just, and show people, Hey, like there is a very legitimate reason that Bitcoiners say, not your keys, not your coins. You need to be pulling them off, verifying yes. them with your own node and securing them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it is also right like there's a obviously you know there's a fundamental difference between uh, like the hodlers and the people who are not them because you know the people who are not them who would view it as just like almost a money-making scheme like great yeah, right. money-making scheme are sitting there you know freaking out about oh my god the price one day to the next and the hodlers are just like yeah it's back there well the I, hodlers I,
2: are like oh my god the price fuck yeah, yes right <laughs> yeah, exactly but,
3: but i think too like, you know I,
0: Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Don't to agree with you. I, I, but I see hodlers is slightly different. At least for most of the I, and I'm not incredibly deep in in this area, but for most of the hodlers that I have contact with are people who would like to use it as a currency. I think a lot of yeah. hodling is oh, sure. is incentivized by the disutility of of Bitcoin as as currency and as that problem gets solved the I, and this is why I agree with you, Carter. That that people who keep it in cold storage are are speculating, uh, in a broad sense. But I don't think their motives are the same as speculators. Does that make sense?
2: No, no, yeah, absolutely. I'm using speculation as like transporting time through value, as like an old yes, yes, version of like long-term investing. But it's not investing because there's no yield. Sure, um, I, I, I agree. So, but that,
0: and that and that but that I was I was speaking more to motive. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: So, yeah. And, and I, I mean, I think that, uh, most hodlers and, and, you know, that term has kind of subsided in, in recent years, particularly with the advent of, of second layer solutions and stuff like that. I think most people say, would say, set up your cold storage. That's your savings account. Make sure that that amount is increasing over time, but then pay for as much stuff as you can with Bitcoin. Um, keeping in mind that, you're always sending more to your cold storage, yeah, um, right. and, and you know, and that's so, just
0: saving money. That's just how you save exa- money. Yeah, that's, and that's <laughs> all it is.
2: That's all it is. You're treating it as true money because now at least from a technological standpoint, it can be, is it money yet? You know, that's for nerds to decide. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, but it technologically can fulfill every aspect yes. of what makes money money. And so that's, what's important to us. And, uh, and you know, it can be that store the, that that's that store of value and your cold storage. It can be the medium of exchange over second layer solutions or over the main chain, frankly, at this point. Um, and then as those two uh, properties of money, uh, fulfill themselves entirely it will become you know we we say a, a unit of account
0: mm-hmm. yes I, I had a question for you actually car and I thought you might have some okay. thoughts on this when Ethereum went to proof of stake as opposed to proof of work when did that change happen
2: I think August okay maybe September
0: what did you see happening in general crypto I know I know you're you lean more Bitcoin maximalist right
2: yeah, I don't, I I honestly, man, I just, I don't really keep my thumb on the pulse of crypto, like outside of Bitcoin. So okay. I, mean, I have a general idea. Like, I mean, you can bounce the question. I can tell you if I don't know.
0: Oh, I was just wondering what the, what the general reaction you saw to that
2: was. Um, it, a lot of grave dancing by Bitcoiners, um, <laughs> uh, but, but there, but, but it is a serious change um because you're now allowing those with the most wealth to order transactions and therefore to be able to censor transactions and you saw that almost immediately mm-hmm. um that it 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 centralizes the people in the contr- in control of the network and that becomes an attack surface and i believe it will become a big one um as the years progress not only that but now at this point i, I don't know if you know at the and I'm, you know, I I don't support the SEC. I, I wish they would dissolve entirely. Um, but you have to analyze this as a as you're a fish in a shark tank. You have to think adversarially, and when when you're trying to, if if you believe that Ethereum is the future, and you and you're an Ethereum or whatever. I would think that you should think adversarially and say, okay, well, how can this now be attacked? And you you are now, without a doubt, a security. Um, And if the SEC, who I don't believe should exist, but they do, um, deems you a security, well, then what now? Because the Ethereum Foundation is centralized, like Vitalik Buterin is centralized, everybody whose money is locked up. Keep in mind that the stakers, it, my understanding is everybody who is staking um, to order transactions, their money is locked up until they say 2024. But who knows when um, their money is completely locked up. They can't pull it out. And so you're talking about a few strokes of the pen before you get robbed of everything. Yeah, and your network is destroyed. Um, That's to me, not very good. Um, Is it going to happen? I, I, I think so. I, I can't guarantee it. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but you're, you're dangerously close. Whereas under proof of work, you don't have that centralized attack vector. And I would be worried about that. I would be incredibly worried about that if I was an Ethereum. And the thing is, if I had, uh, the requisite amount to stake and I was staking, um, I would, be looking at that as lost money at this point. I, yeah. I, I genuinely do not think they're going to get their money back in any meaningful way.
0: That makes that, that is, that is an interesting take. I know there were a lot of people defending the choice, but I, I personally thought it was a mistake. I,
2: yeah. it,
0: it, it I don't I, think I, you can do
2: that. I, I mean, think they could have ridden through, even if they became a security if they were deemed a security by the sec and they were still under proof of work, I think they could still have a functioning network, but at this point I don't think they can. Yeah. Um, it, it'll be ugly and maybe some, maybe they'll be able to limp along, but man, it, that uh, that's going to be really tough in an adversarial environment is my opinion.
0: Yeah. I, I think you're right. I also wanted to bounce something off you. And this is a conversation I've had with a couple of people who are more on the Bitcoin maximalist side of things. So I'm, I'm a fan of the idea of privacy coins. I like privacy coins as a concept um, because they're, you're not you're it, I think it's important. I think anonymity is incredibly important, especially on 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 the Internet and we're making transactions. I mean, that's the, that's part of the inherent value of cash is privacy. 100%. So so I, I, I like privacy coins. I was I have had a conversation with a couple of guys talking about the idea of a. Bitcoin-backed crypto economy that allows for other coins that are designed for different functions, different purposes. But the the it's it's a gold standard for a crypto economy right. of other coins. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I know I'm not the first person to have considered that, but I haven't read enough about the idea to know who who's actually <laughs> talking about it. Um, right. But I, I I just wanted to get your thoughts on that.
2: Um, I, so I'll, I'll preface this with, I'm hundred percent in agreement with you on the value of private transactions. Um, from a technological standpoint, it's difficult. The trade-offs that are made on the main chain of Bitcoin are between pri- private transactions and auditability. Right. Um, and I think that they made the correct decision in audit auditability. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, um the, some of the problems that you run into, like, so for example, I know a couple of people who use Monero, um, as their, their kind of cash and they use Bitcoin for their savings. And I, and I understand why they do that. Um, but it actually presents a couple of technological problems, um, and, and market problems. One is that, um, Monero and particularly the Monero to Bitcoin, uh, market is not super liquid. Um, and if you are going to be be bouncing back and forth between them through some centralized exchange um, or buying monero from a centralized exchange you're probably going to have to kyc or you're going to be working through very illiquid market books or um uh, order books uh and you're probably going to be leaking your identity in some way shape or form if somebody does want to find you now we're talking about um uh it's going to take money and work to find you you know but It will make it will that the fact that you're going to have to transition between one of those three or two of those three will make you findable. I think at this point the the best all around solution is to just understand how to use Bitcoin privately. And there are no absolutes in this world; everything is a marginal decision. Mm -hmm. But I think that the tools available to you within the Bitcoin ecosystem are sufficient for most people. And The problem with privacy coins is that they are all inflationary. And so you are going to be coaxed back into a harder money at some point. And that mesh point is what's going to kill you. Uh, Yes. Um, So I, 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 I understand the desire, but I, I think from a technological standpoint and from a market standpoint, it's not one that should be pursued long-term.
0: That that makes makes perfect sense. sense. That, That does. It does. Yeah.
2: And, and I am as desirous as anybody for more and more privacy solutions to emerge in the Bitcoin ecosystem. Um, I think they're fairly good right now if you understand how to use them. Right. Um, but uh, and, and the fact that you don't have to bounce around into different currencies is huge. And you can run your own node mm-hmm. cheaply is huge. And you can do it over Tor is huge. And then the Lightning Network presents yeah. uh, some opportunity as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I agree with the pursuit of privacy. I think that for various reasons, it's probably just best to learn how to use Bitcoin as privately as possible and not screw around with anything else.
0: Okay. So those, and those solutions, I mean, those solutions do exist and they'll get better as time goes. The the opportunity to use Bitcoin privately is only going to increase.
2: Yes. Yes. Because It's, it's, because it's desired by the Bitcoin community. Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: it's it's being held back primarily by technological trade-offs um all of which are solvable at least margin at least on the margin i mean nothing's again nothing's absolute but um uh they're they are solvable in my opinion to the degree that they need to be solvable
1: yeah that's good um it, it, you, know. you know it's funny that uh oh sorry we you gonna say something nope nope no, no no i was just gonna say it, it, it's funny because you know people always say you know uh, you're born too late to like uh you know discover new continents on earth you're born too early to uh you know s- uh sail the galaxy or something like that uh but you were born just in time to watch bitcoin uh, yeah be born so yeah it's it's a re- <laughs>
2: we are in a really weird time i mean i i yeah. always think about i know it's so cliche but that 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 um that saying uh oh god what is it um uh old world the old world is dying and the new world is struggling to be born now is the time of Uh monsters yeah yeah it it really feels like going back to what we were saying i can't remember if we were recording or if it was before we were recording but it's just a strange time like yes just things are happening that 10 years ago just yeah you like turn on the news or you you open twitter and you're like holy (laughs) shit like With Elon, the Twitter files and like, (laughs) like, yeah, yeah, like you know, uh, the FTX stuff, and 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 it, it just increasingly you're you're like, and and that is like. For me, it is nice to be like, okay, well, at least I have Bitcoin and cold storage. Like that, right, yeah, exactly. that is yeah. that is a yep. constant. That is a constant <laughs> that I can at least count on. I don't know what the price is going to fucking be. I don't know how, what my net worth is, but at least it's there. <laughs> you know? so
1: exactly. It rocking himself back and forth at night, holding this node. <laughs> yeah, he's just yeah. <laughs> at, at least it's there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the uh, the, every episode. Every episode I am happier and happier at the intro to the show yes. <laughs> with with fucking every single episode we do the the uh the Dan Carlin clip in the intro
1: to this show remains relevant and it's great <laughs> yeah. Totally. It's but I, Bitcoin is truly something where it's like people don't appreciate it enough now, and even I think libertarians don't appreciate it. No, I agree, now, which is kind of sad. Well, yeah. it's um, a strange
0: thing because libertarians got used to it, and the rest of the world hasn't yeah. been introduced
1: yet. Like, like, like right. <laughs> yeah, like, like Bitcoin is still like in its infancy. Like, some could say it it's really not even fully born. Oh yeah, yet, but, oh yeah. You know, it's like <laughs>
0: I remember. I remember when I first heard about Bitcoin, I was I was yeah. a I was a consistent user of a forum called Facepunch. It was run by uh, Gary of Gary's Mod, and um, I was a I was a consistent user of that forum. And I saw a post. It was probably in 2009 or 10, probably nine. Of uh, somebody had posted about it and posted the white paper and stuff. People were talking about it, and I got really into this thread. And I told my dad, dude, in like 2009, I told my dad, uh, hey, we ought to take a couple of these old computers we got lying around and have them mining Bitcoin. Yeah, we ought to we ought to do that. And he blew it off.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh man, I know. Crazy like, internet, right? There's so
2: many, everybody, everybody in, in Bitcoin yeah. or not in Bitcoin has their, their, their missed opportunity story, but, yeah. but that, but that's the silver lining of, of, of the FTX blow up. And all of this is like, it gives right. everybody a second chance at a reasonable entry. Yep. Right. Um, exactly. So you got, you remember
1: um, there's some story that like right after Bitcoin, like it was a thing someone had spent, like, I think uh, almost a thousand bitcoin buying a pizza Can yeah you imagine what? being that person oh, and yeah. being the price rice how do you not kill it yourself it's like a laznik
2: or lazaro or something like yeah that. he's still like, around i, I can't yeah. remember if he's the guy that sold the pizza or b- bought the pizza but he's still around
0: yeah um, there's a there's yeah. the stories about people who were like digging through landfills to try and find their old laptop that they threw out that had their wallet yeah. on it <laughs>
2: Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I've been around, I haven't even been around that long, but I mean, I remember when I first kind of started getting into it, it's like the resources available were just dog shit. I mean, the resources available now are so much better than they were at that time uh, where, where it's just so much easier these days. Um, it's still frustrating at times, but
0: when it first started, all you had was the white paper. All you had was the white paper and the software. That was it.
2: Yep. Yep. That was it. Yep. (laughs) And and the you know the funny thing is that's all you need now. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's still all you need. Um, it's just that there's a lot more how-to's and there's a lot more um, yeah, you know, guides and forums and people involved and stuff like that. But yeah, you still that's the basic of the basis of security in Bitcoin yeah. is still just the Bitcoin core yeah.
1: client and a laptop. That's it. It you know um, it's something that and I, while we're on the topic. I want to address what I, what I call like the Peter Schiff argument. Oh <laughs> God. I, well, you know, <laughs> the government could just come in, in, into your physical house and, you know, uh, get wherever you're, you're storing it. you you know, your fit, whatever physically is attached to it and just take it and you'd lose your money. It's like, yeah, they can do that now. With yeah, your right. actual physical money. So right. you're not in the worst position. They can do uh, that easier now. Business. All
0: they have to do is send <laughs> yeah. a letter to the bank.
3: Yeah,
1: <clears throat> right. Yeah, they don't even have to confront yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: Which is almost even a more dangerous proposition, I guess, because they do—they will come to your house. But
3: uh,
1: <laughs> right, but yeah, right. But they they could do yeah. that. No, I mean,
0: look, I still use an encrypted email service, even though if you got into my house and got on my desktop computer, you could probably get into my in- inbox. Like, it's, but I still use encrypted email because oh, it's, it's a, better it, for it, other things. <laughs>
2: Yes. And, and, and not only that, but like everything boils down to cost. And this is something that I think that Bitcoiners yes. have latched onto a cost and profit, um, more than anyone else, even libertarians and, uh, like non-Bitcoin or libertarians is like, it's not about absolute security. It's about cost. It's about yes. making it more costly to attack you than, than, uh, to not attack you. Um, yes. so like making it, so if you have a, you know, a $1,000 of Bitcoin, making it $1,200 to attack you. That, that, that's a very viable way to repel an attack. Yeah, there's yes. a lot of, there's a lot of like, you know, and, and that's a very simplistic example. I understand that there's a lot of variables involved, but just as a basic level is like making attacks costly. And then the other thing is making privacy profitable. And that's something right. like in a, in, with a software like join market, where it's like it, you can, you can, um, be paid to put your money up into a, basically a coin join service, a coin mixing uh-huh. service. And, and, and you will see this on like Bitcoiners get this better than anyone else. And they're like, no, if it's not profitable, people will not do it. And this is how the Lightning Network took off. This is how joint right. market continues to succeed, is that they understand that if you are going to propose a new solution, it has to benefit people. Yep. It has to yep. come with some sort of profit, it's, whether it's a material profit or not. It has to benefit people.
1: Yeah, it's essentially the argument uh, uh, you make for guns, right? Obviously, every time a person if you're we we argue that the proliferation of guns will reduce crime because it increases the cost of attacking any one person. Right. That's person a great point. That
2: that's a great point, Ace. Yeah. Yep, exactly. I hadn't actually thought about it like that, but yeah, you're exactly right. Well, I mean, it. it's, it's, it's the exact same thing.
3: Yeah,
0: exactly. It's the same, it's the same argument that's used in, in all security contexts. It's not, yeah. it's not necessarily, for example, the, uh, if you're going to put a lock on your catalytic converter, right? the purpose of a lock for your catalytic converter is not to make it impossible to steal your catalytic converter. That can't be done. It's to make it take long enough that someone trying to is risking too much yes like it's right. it's it's, yeah. it's it's exactly the there's in there's all
1: security there's right is a guarantee
0: right yeah. in all security contexts that's the that's the math it's and not risk about is a,
2: risk is a big part of cost you have yeah, to factor yes. in risk and, yeah. and that's you know if 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 the idea that you know in places like texas or, or you know where like like florida or, or you know gun-friendly states is like you've got to think long and hard before you break into somebody's house because you oh, do yeah. not know what the hell is on the other side of that. Right. Um, <laughs> it it could be nothing, but it could be something and it could be a lot of something.
0: That's oh. so why <laughs> people, it's <laughs> why people pretend to be police when they do is to, to reduce the risk that someone's going to take a shot at you.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we covered a story
0: about that, I think on the last episode, but it's, it's that, that is the, that is the math that you're doing when you're trying to secure anything is just how do you make it too expensive in either time or risk or, or, or in, yeah. in monetary value, like you said, how do you make that more than worth more than going after what's mine?
2: Exactly. Right.
0: And it seems to be that, 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 that's, that these solutions are on the right side of that equation.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. If it's, if it's going to take $20,000, to break into my house and steal a bitcoin, well, you can go out in the open market and buy it for 17. So, why would you bother?
1: Sure, right, exactly. And if someone is just like hell bent on doing something, uh, like they, they just really want to break into your house and there's no amount of cost that can dissuade them, they're going to do that anyway, right? So, like, it, it's, it's not really an argument against it at all. Well, right? it's it's, it's... Like you could- Is What you're describing is the government. Like
0: if the government decides, I'm going to come into your house and get access to your inbox and your Bitcoin wallet and all this other, they're just going to do that. I mean the the, always, the 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 weakest yeah. point in any chain is your hardware if somebody has access to right. your hardware, they've got it all anyway
2: and the, right. and there and then comes the advent of multi signature arrangements and in, in mm-hmm. Bitcoin, point where it's like you you reduce centralized points of failure and yeah. if somebody raids one spot, well they only got one key and if you have it set up in a two of three, well they need one more yeah and so yeah. you're just increasing cost um right so yeah it's yeah it's an interesting it's subject. and
1: like on the topic of the state right I, I feel like sometimes people argue as if uh you know and, and libertarians do this i understand why they do this but it's, it's not quite correct they'll act as if the state is almost omnipresent in all places right, and if yeah. they have a law against something that means they're always going to catch you doing something and prosecute you which is always a risk i'm not saying you should disregard this at all but um you know the how the the state is the the state is made up of humans and because of that they're subject to human action and scarcity so they have to allocate their resources in a particular arrangement and that means some laws are not going to be enforced and some are going to be enforced more Mm -hmm. uh so the the more you can increase the cost of them enforcing any particular law the less that law is going to be enforced exactly that was exactly
0: the conversation that was happening when when all those bills were on the floor about encryption and and banning encryption in the Mm -hmm. united states um. All, all, all the the basically the entire response to that was you can try. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. Back right. like, yeah, yeah. like in the nineties. Yeah. 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 Yep.
0: Yeah. When yeah, when they when they cool. were doing that, it was a follow up, I think, to SESTA and Fosta. They were talking about how oh, but they're getting around these regulations with encryption. It's like yeah, that's how that works. And then they yeah. were so yeah, we yeah, need I'm... to ban <laughs> encryption. It's I mean, good
2: good luck. Good luck.
3: Best of yeah. luck to you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> And now encryption is a, the, a foundational element of the internet. It's and, becoming yeah, the so,
0: default in a lot of ways and that is such a good thing.
1: <laughs> that is yeah, I mean, exactly. Like uh, yeah, and I mean I obviously VPNs aren't in encryption, but you know, something like VPN is is totally acceptable now. It's, it's something yep. everyone like has or it's marketable in the sense that.
0: The marketing has, angle that they've the taken thing. for VPNs <laughs> is one of the smartest yeah. things I've ever seen. Calling it yes. calling it like geographic shifting and being like you can access Korean Netflix with a VPN. It's like, <laughs> "Oh my god, this has made so so many people so much safer online <laughs> yeah, just because yeah. they want to watch Korean Netflix. It's ridiculous.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, and I, and you know, my hope is that that's the way it goes with Bitcoin is like, it just becomes yes. so embedded in the culture and in the way I think people do things. It's like, and, and that's why I'm excited about lightning network and, and, and things like that is like, it's just so much easier and mm-hmm. so much more profitable you know, in not necessarily monetary ways, but like time ways for people to just transfer value that if they try to ban it, people are gonna be like, what, what? Like, I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, like, (laughs) good luck. No, I, am I'm I'm gonna pay for, you know, my, this web service, like with a click of the button, like I, and I'm, I'm not gonna, so.
1: Yeah. And that is the ultimate hope for like, how we, how uh, we as like anarchists, could actually achieve actual victories is that these <laughs> people will do things without us even having to explain to them what anarchism is. They're just exactly. going to do it. They're exactly. just going to do it because it because it it's because it's makes more sense. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, that's yeah. the thing. Makes,
0: yeah. uh, that's why decentralization is starting. Decentralization of the web generally is taking off at, at, at a ridiculous pace. The 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 next big web change is going to be decentralizing all these services that's what was that's what yes. fucking jack is working on right now is decentralizing oh, social media uh, uh the, the the ipfs decentralizing web storage and and serve servers as a concept mm. are being decentralized by things like IP ipfs there's yeah. a, the, yeah. the, the, whole thing is the centralized nature of the system is, is going to come down. And that's, I think Bitcoin was an early sign of, of decentralization taking over in everywhere, including currency.
2: <laughs> well, and BitTorrent. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, BitTorrent, nice. I mean, it, it was, it was probably even like bigger at the time that, well, I don't want to say it was bigger than Bitcoin, but like that was the first like real big consumer oriented um, decentralized uh, protocol that, mm-hmm. that, that just people gave up on because they're like, well, can't, can't really do anything about it now. Like, so, so, right. You can't um, stop it. And, and and I think that, that um, the, the, the secondary benefit to all this is that you have to, like you mentioned Jack earlier and you, you don't have to. And this is another thing that irritates me both about bottom right and bottom left mm-hmm. is that if the technology is there and it's open source software, you don't have to latch on to, is this guy good or bad? Right. right. Um, because I don't care
1: about be, it because I don't care.
2: <laughs> I yeah. don't care. I don't care about the yeah. person. It, the Bitcoin is an open network. BitTorrent is an open network. Anybody can join or leave at any time. I don't care who I'm downloading, you know, dodgeball from. Um, I don't care about their political beliefs. I'm just downloading dodgeball for free. Um, I I don't care about who, where, you know, where the coins I'm getting are coming from necessarily. I'm just getting them over an open network and they're now confirmed in my node. Um, So like, you know, when you talk about Jack or something like that, is he good or bad? It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Like, is he going to bring some new um, aspect to this space that helps us? M- maybe, maybe not. But if he does, that's fucking awesome. And I don't have right. to worry about whether he's "quote unquote" good or bad. I don't. Right. Have to, exactly. I don't like, have to like, give a shit about quote, that. People are like, oh, exactly. don't trust Jack or don't trust Elon. It's like, who cares? Like, it doesn't
3: matter. Yeah. And what you're describing,
0: matter. what you're describing, is the yeah. best parts of the three D printed gun community. Like, there's, yes. there's, there have been, there's subsets of the three D printed gun community where people are uh, real assholes, but that's not. The general community does not give a fuck about your politics, does not care about what you think of the Jews or anything else or or capital. Don't give a fuck. There's a lot of
1: communists. They're like out communists. Yes, a shitload.
0: (laughs) An absolute shitload. And and there's just a lot of left leaning people who I disagree with on a lot of things, but what we agree on is we need to proliferate 3D printed firearms. (laughs) That's that's what the job is. That's the that's the work,
3: (laughs) right? (laughs) Exactly.
2: Because when we get these technologies into everybody's hands, our theory is well, a. it, it is your right to possess all of these things, mm-hmm. but you know, and that's most important, but B it, it is in my opinion, going to result in a better world. It, yes. It, it, everybody has the ability to hold their own wealth without, you know, and resist um, you know, things like taxation and stuff like that. Um, I think that it will result in a better world. And I don't yeah. have to worry about, is this guy good or bad? Can I trust yeah. this guy? It's like, or not.
1: Who the fuck gives a, like who gives a fuck about what what Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton thinks if they can't have power over you right yeah who exactly. cares like yeah, no one so the more people can actually like onboard these technologies and actually have these uh, these tools at their disposal it. It allows them to be like, oh yeah, I don't have to give a shit about what these people think. Right. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. It we're we're no living in
2: evidence. a we're living in a post whatever that is world, and yes. people that that continue to like bang the drum of like, oh, don't trust Elon. Oh, he's a corporatist or whatever. It's like, dude, who gives a shit? Like, it literally <laughs> right. couldn't well, matter.
0: Well, it's the at this point. Yeah. it's the decentralization ultimately, uh, and this is a, a discussion that that Ace and I've had. It, it, this is what what we're seeing. Is the decentralization of influence and power conceptually. Yeah. Like the, yes. there's, there's a there's a there's the the, the constant sort of uh, the, the post libertarian refrain about power and how you need power and you need to go after power and all this stuff. And it's just like, yeah, that doesn't require centralization, though. Like the individual authority is now a, a more accessible to more people than it has ever been
1: right it's more
0: profitable, yeah it is more profitable
1: yeah
0: and so yeah. so the, but that that whole that so that and that's one of the reasons I've never really bought that argument is that like well, centralized power isn't power, like the power is not having to answer to a centralized authority. the decentralization mm-hmm. of things like money with 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 bitcoin and and of things like guns and all this other. Yep that's that's where power lies not in not in trying to fall into some centralized government structure
1: this is ultimately why i think just decentralization as a strategy will win over like uh trying to take over a political apparatus right it's very costly to do that right and as we were just talking about like how these types of things are all about uh you know costs and profit uh it is much more costly to try to actually uh, achieve actual power that you can actually use in a meaningful sense. Whereas, um, if you, if people can be convinced through just their economic viewpoint, just economic lenses, like, hmm, it, will this be profitable for me? Uh, can yeah. I access this, uh, uh, within reason? Um, they're more likely just to do that and you don't need to convince anyone that you're right, that your philosophy is right. right exactly. They'll yep. just onboard it themselves. Yep. Um, and that, that, I think, it, and you know, this is what, like, the the uh, cypherpunks in the 90s, the anarchist cypherpunks talked about. And yep. there's some, of my, I, I, they're probably my my favorite sect of anarchists. Oh, dude, I love yeah. them. Yeah. I, I, they're great. They're Absolutely. so good.
0: <laughs> it, one yeah. of the reasons they're so great is because it's, there's a lot of, like, uh, the, the sort of meme or... You know, it's not really a meme. It's kind of a serious thing, but it's also a meme of, like, anarcho-frontierism that I know you love, Ace. Um, yes, it's that, that, that is my aesthetic. That's my aesthetic. <laughs> exactly. Space, right? uh, uh, yeah. It's that, but with tech, and it's great. <laughs> like, I love it.
2: Yeah, it really is. By and large, I think the um, stock of decentralized technology is rising and the stock of centralized power is is falling and i don't have any desire to buy a falling stock no right no exactly exactly yeah
0: there's there's a lot of things happening now that are turning the sort of authority of the state into
1: try it i guess (laughs) see how it works out for you (laughs) yeah Yeah. and you know car going back to what you said about like elon you have all these people saying well you, you can't trust elon you shouldn't trust elon it's like even if we accept that elon is just a very bad guy that doesn't imply that he's going to create a tool that it can only be used for bad. Like right. oftentimes, people uh, oftentimes inventors or something will create a tool, and it'll be used by the people in completely different ways than what was intended. Yep. So uh, it's like, you know, you can't really stop the progress of uh, the progression of technology, but you can use it for yourself to fight against very bad people. So exactly. Even if these people build something, even if these bad people you uh, we say uh, build something, it doesn't mean that they can't it can't be used for good. And look if these bad people make something that hurts themselves, you know, um, in a roundabout way, that's great. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad they did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: So.
0: It's going to, it's, it, I'm very excited to see how these things unfold. I'm, I'm excited that, and, and very much like you said earlier on, Karim, I'm very excited that, that the people who are the bad actors in Bitcoin are being scared away from Bitcoin. Cause it's yeah. not, it's not, yeah. it's not for them. It's, it's right. not, and it's not just that, I mean, they could use it, whatever, but it's not, it's not a market that they are going to have any power in. They they can't mm. find the same authority with Bitcoin that they could with the dollar. Right. It just doesn't exist for
2: them. Right. And, and we're seeing that we just saw it play out. Yep. Exactly. So. All oh, right. uh, That's been
0: going. We've been going one, for like two hours. What's up,
2: Ace? Yeah, no, no, it's, no, one sorry. more. One more. Four <laughs> thing. It's no, no, it'll, it'll be
1: quick. It'll be quick. Um, the, uh, if, do you keep you up the topics channel, Dean? Uh, when I post in topics, it's like a little video from Twitter. Uh, oh, yes. Yes. yes so, you mentioned this. You at, mentioned this. So, Carl, I don't think you're a big video game person. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, so the game awards uh, happened last Thursday, and they're essentially just like imagine like uh, uh, just a video game award where they give a bunch of like uh, video game developers and like actors like awards for video games within sure. their, kind of like the Oscars or what and any type of yes. award show. Right? It's the uh, it's uh, the,
0: the Oscars movie.
1: except they wear T-shirts instead of and they're not as pretentious. Yes, yes. <laughs> cool. yeah. Um, so basically. Um, at the end of the game awards, they announced the game of the year. It was Elden Ring. And uh, so you know how award shows go. Like once they once they call up the winners, they, the winners get up from the audience and they walk towards the stage, right, uh, to accept their award. Well, um, when the developers walked up to the stage, there was a kid, like 15, 14, 15-year-old 15 kid who walked up with them. And was just kind of standing there and people were kind of like, well, wait, what's this kid? Who's this kid? (laughs) He's not a a video game developer. He's way too young. Um, And uh, after the video game developers were like done giving their speech, their thanks, uh, this kid walked up to the mic and Dean, you can uh, play it. Uh, Yes,
0: I'm opening it right now. I didn't want it to. I didn't want to start playing over you, so I didn't click on it yet.
1: Oh, yeah, you're fine. Yeah,
0: but it is currently loading and then it'll start
1: here in a second. Again, this kid walked up to the mic after, uh, at the very end of the show.
3: Hey, Matan. You know, real quick, I want to thank everybody and say that I think I want to nominate this award to uh, my Reformed Orthodox rabbi, Bill Clinton. Thank you, everybody.
2: What?
0: what? <laughs> Why did the music get so loud? Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, um, this kid. So at first you're like, oh, this kid just, uh, you know, he's pranking, which he was. Uh, he got escorted off stage by security, but it, it's very funny. Uh, because this kid, um, four years ago was on Infowars.
3: <laughs> Holy <God>. shit! <laughs> uh, this, I hadn't followed up
1: on this. What? yeah so this kid yeah this kid um was on infowars as a very young kid i I don't know he must have been like 12 i've only seen pictures of it i haven't seen the video but apparently this kid does this type of stuff a lot where apparently he was being interviewed on infowars because he was like holding up a free hong kong t-shirt at an nba game or something like that and then they interviewed him for that uh but it's just very it's very weird how like all these like Worlds are colliding, type shit. Yeah. Yeah. The timeline is weird. IRL shit posting. I love it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's That's amazing. (laughs) Oh, that's (laughs) funny. My, my reformed Orthodox rabbi Bill Clinton.
2: Yeah. It's just, uh, (laughs) it's like, yeah, like worlds are colliding. Like everybody has to go toe to toe with everybody else. Like, Mm, whereas, whereas, you know, 15 years ago, even 20 years ago, like, there was the 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 elite class and then the unwashed masses and now right. it's like nope you've got to fucking go toe-to-toe with the
3: 12 you've got to deal with exactly. yeah
1: <laughs> yeah exactly yep
3: <laughs> oh, and this kid's given
1: interviews after the fact and he's kept the bit the whole time he hasn't that's amazing yeah he's what like yeah is, what love even love is the bit uh, he's a bill clinton fan he oh. and he wants a monarchy by bill clinton that's, oh, that's uh, he's right. doing interviews how we should eliminate term limits uh install bill clinton as god emperor oh my and god that's, yeah, <laughs> that's amazing good for him good yeah job. really for sure so,
0: that is that's that's creative i like it i like that and, yeah. a lot <laughs> uh, all right um Oh shit, we probably should have asked this question at the beginning of the show. But uh uh car, you you you're you're on like a podcast and stuff.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, swing by uh listen to Timeline Earth. Uh it's our little little podcast about uh the current events, I guess.
1: TLE. And you also have your
2: own uh, yes, on TLE I, as well. Yes, I That's right. Yeah, on the same feed I produce I try to produce it monthly, but I've been slacking this year. It's called The Signal and it's more kind of the Oriented around what we were talking about the last half of the show, maybe like technology, sovereign, sovereign technology and Bitcoin. Excellent.
0: There's also, uh, now you... Has Maga Unit One 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 showed up on TLE yeah, in the past? Maga <laughs> Unit
2: One One One, in some form or another, has showed up uh, on TLE. Uh, he also has his own show called Into the Cave, which is equally uh, 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 bewildering.
1: <laughs> that was. I, I'm curious them. what Maga Unit One 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 has hanging on those cave walls uh, in there. Yeah. That the the
0: that, that episode my chair still there's still a hole in the bottom You're of my chair broken.
2: Yes, my, I was listening to it and my heart was sinking as I was realizing that he was just going to keep doing the bit the entire. time.
3: I was yes. wondering when it was going to stop. <laughs> I was
2: like, oh my god, he's gonna he's gonna do it.
3: <laughs> oh shit!
2: No. Is, uh, Bird, Bird is a, a an incredibly creative man. I will. I, yeah, he, is, yeah. he, is he a, absolutely one is one of the more creative people that I that I've ever met. So he's yeah. Yeah, every, everything he he does is always a good is it's always a treat.
0: It um, is. Yeah. It's he's very funny. Um okay so tle excellent uh, show i enjoy it uh
1: do you want to plug a twitter at all car or oh
2: yeah uh i am at tle underscore car and then the podcast is at timeline earth and then you can probably find all the co-hosts and stuff through that yes gotcha. Perfect. there's been a shake well, up on you the yourself.
0: board recently yeah. i've i've seen
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's a uh, we've been dealing with all
1: sorts of personnel issues yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> See, it all started. Everything, like you know, it, it all started when you guys first went unionized. When I you know, yeah, unionized, yeah. And then even after that, you know, it's just like that. It just brought trouble. Yep.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's been some. It's been a. It's been a permanent revolution of sorts.
1: Right, yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you very much, uh, no, thank Ace. You so much, bro. Ace. Plugs
1: uh yeah you can find me on twitter ace underscore Arcus, and my Substack is ace com
0: all right uh and uh pacing joska on twitter j-o-u-s-k-a that's me um and then uh which i revealed uh, on a recent episode a couple of episodes ago <laughs> revealed that that was me
1: <laughs> um the worst kept secret of all time. <laughs> yeah i know it's terrible
0: um yeah. yeah the uh okay and uh thank you so much for coming on car well, thanks yeah, for having me on. I'm,
2: I'm yeah, this was a lot of fun to, to chew through this, so I'm really happy you guys brought me on. Thanks
1: a bunch. I'm really yeah, I'm no really anytime.
0: glad you brought it up. It was great.
1: Yeah. Much appreciated. Likewise. All right. Well, with that, guys, we will catch you next time. Peace. Thank
0: you for listening to another episode of the End Times Continue. For links and other information, come
3: see us at TETC.show.